0: at fifth we're your movie friends but are friends really friends if you don't know them so grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can share movies like friends do there's always room for more movie friends so sit back relax and enjoy the show welcome 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 to the writer's room Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writers Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week I'm joined by Sif Pop Writer Nick. Hi, everybody. <laughs> nice, uh, Doctor. What is Doctor Nick? Yeah, Doctor Nick. Yeah, I should have known. Because your name. Ha ha. Uh- <laughs> ah, get it? I do no, jokes. <laughs> Funny story about that.
1: I meant to do it on the last time I was on the show, and uh, I completely like brain farted. I was just like, hello
0: nice uh yeah nick uh we write for pop.com we do movie reviews best ever challenges uh which like robert and i talked about it we're still going to be calling it the best ever challenge but we're going to start titling them top 10 uh Mm -hmm. because we're trying to hit that like if somebody's googling top 10 or if top 10 is trending we might hit that as opposed to that's smart not having top 10 anywhere so it's still the best ever challenge but it will be phrased top 10 movies and but it will still be the same we'll have our honorable mentions and all that so anyway just a little insider info and uh but we also do other interesting movie related articles uh make sure to check out the website sifpop.com to keep up with those nick i feel like I just recently published one of yours um you did it, w- w- don't tell me um, okay. i know i know you have star trek Slower deck season 3 coming up yes um but weeks. you you just did you did something did else two, this actually. month right yeah i had um
1: <laughs> i'm gonna be the same way i can't remember what the official oh it was hocus pocus 2 that's i did right. that one and then i also i did a netflix one called lost ollie from that was the one i was thinking August. of
0: lost ollie yeah, yeah. That, look, that looks really cute
1: it really was i really enjoyed it and then the uh we the, talk about the creator it later, of it right? yeah. <laughs> the showrunner of it liked my uh, the tweet that got
0: uh oh nice uh, that's the put it out i was like that's cool that's great. I mean, it seems like all the stuff you do, like all the creators come, but I think, cool. like you did, well, but you did the, like, um, the, you, Star you did Trek the, one. the Star Trek one that you posted in like a group or whatever that. Yeah.
1: I posted the Star Trek prodigy in my, um, uh, I follow the greatest generation podcast. And um, I guess they actually know some of the people or some of the, the creators follow them as well. So when I posted it there, um, the writer, um, who actually Aaron and uh Ian and Danae on the Captain's Pod interviewed, cool. and um, he liked the tweet and the the, the review. Hopefully, he read it.
0: <laughs> it's nice when like those people like see that kind of stuff. Like, like I feel like yeah. Mike. Uh, uh, not who's who's the guy that runs Lower Decks? Uh, Mike McMahon. Yeah, I was like, it's Mike something. Uh, like I feel like like he responds to people on Twitter and like he just seems like a person you know yeah yeah he so. he he's
1: like one of us like one of us he, he one. one of us he definitely is cuz he he loves the shows so much like you can tell when we we're watching lower decks that it is just somebody who loves star trek so much yeah. to the point where he he feels comfortable enough poking fun at it in a way that the fans won't literally kill him for it like they all sure. get it they get the joke and it's it's great
0: sure uh well on the podcast today we're gonna be talking about three coming attractions and we're gonna uh we're gonna be talking about tv catching up on all that and then we'll be uh answering a b-plot question that'll be um at the end of all that um top five tv pilots we'll be doing uh, best ever challenge style trump rules and all that and then we'll um do the spin off. but first let's get a chance to know nick this week nick we've been on the show we've done the questions and all that so we're doing a list of shame game and um we I think I think this is actually inverse to what we have done because I think it's supposed to be the one that we haven't seen, but either way, three films, two you have not seen, and one you have seen. We're gonna guess the one that I think you have seen. So I like I said, I think it's the inverse of what it normally is, but as long as we are on the same page, all good. <laughs> so, um, it's just you're exposing two things from real of shame as opposed to one. So, um that's what it is. Yes, <laughs> so two films that you have seen. Com, uh, have not seen combined with one that you have seen. I have to guess which one yes. you have seen. We both did a Halloween theme. I just did horror. Um, I don't know what you if you did like. Specifically I would say all things.
1: three of mine would be horror. Yeah. Okay. It's, I don't know if you have like, like uh, mostly. I don't really watch horror movies, so.
0: Got. Oh, I didn't know if you did like a uh, like very Halloweeny things like obviously Halloween and Nightmare Before Christmas and like things that oh, like no, Halloween no. Night occurs. Anyway, um. 3 3 films um two of them you have not seen one of them you have seen uh let's hear it. give me your 3 and let me see if i can guess right All
1: right. So, yeah, I've been going through scary movies and I have not up until literally Wednesday. I hadn't seen all three of these movies, Oh! but uh, I decided to watch what they're all on my list to watch this month. And so I figured it'd be perfect. So my three. Luckily, I haven't been on Letterboxd
0: much, otherwise I would. Oh, no,
1: I made sure not to put it on Letterboxd because I know you're on there a lot. I feel like I'm cheating because I listened to all your shows, so I, I kinda have an idea of what you have to No, seen I, tr- I,
0: I I don't think so. I, okay. I tried to make it I tried to make it interesting.
1: Alright, so I'll go in chronological order here. So The Blair Witch Project, The Ring, and The Conjuring.
0: Man. You haven't seen two of these? I have not
1: seen two of these. I've only not
0: seen one yeah. of them.
1: Um These are three movies that I'm a chicken. When I was growing up, especially, I I didn't like movies that would make me in any way scared. I don't like being scared. So the plot lines of all of these are kind of terrifying to me. So
0: Yeah, you you have seen
1: one of these. I watched one of these three this week, and I have to say,
0: I enjoyed it. I think it's The Ring. You are correct, sir. Wow, nice. Uh, All right, so... I think out of the three, The Conjuring is relevant. But if Mm -hmm. you were to if you were to see it, you wouldn't have watched it this week. Ideally, that's not what tipped me off, though. Um, I just yeah, I feel like you would have watched like one and two before three came out. Um, But also, but my my main reasoning is it's kind of just another haunted house movie. It's not necessarily the most original. And I feel like you would go for the thing that is the most culturally relevant. And Blair Witch Project has lots of influence, but The Ring is one of those like that has stood the test of time. Yeah.
1: It's good. Yeah. Actually, you want to know the reason I watched that one over the other two? It was Length. the one that my wife had saw and was willing to watch with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. I, no, like, I, I can't I, watch
1: this alone. I'll be too scared.
0: I think I've seen this one like in bits and pieces. So,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, it's so old everybody and their mother. I was in high school when it came out. So, I definitely remember it. It's just like I I I had forgotten the twist of how to save yourself. But I did know it at one point. And so like enough time had gone by that I forgot. But like I remember like seeing little bits and pieces. So when the movie fake ended, I was like, "Oh, that was an interesting ending. But oh, wait, she never came out of the TV. When does that happen?
0: And I was like, oh, it's not over yet. <laughs> There's still like
1: 15 minutes left.
0: So it was nice. a fun movie. Yeah, I, it's it's been, I think it was like a 2003 movie. So it's been probably since like like five or six 2006. Or yeah. So. I, I want to watch it again now. That's not like, I, it would scare the crap out of me though, but I still might watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, cool. I mean, honestly, like, I was just kind of taking a shot in the dark, but I was just like, it feels like the one that is the most, like, pressing to watch. I mean, The Conjuring is, yeah. like, relatively recent and still getting spinoffs and sequels and stuff. But, like, The Ring is, like, iconic.
1: Anyway. I feel like The Conjuring is this generation's The Ring. Like, in although with all the spinoffs, maybe it's being watered down. But everybody I talk to, they all go, oh, you have to watch that. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, The Conjuring is like one of the most popular, but I I, I saw it once in theaters and it was, I was just like, it's kind of just another haunted house movie. Um, Maybe I missed something. I don't know. I don't really feel like watching it again to find out. Um, So anyway, uh, my three are horror related. I went with films that weren't released um, in the 2000s. So I have seen one of these three films. I have The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original and the fly Ooh,
1: hmm that's an th- those are tough like i immediately wanted to yell out oh you're the exorcist you've seen that but that's a long one like, I can understand you're younger so it might not have necessarily been important enough the fly is sticking out of my head as like the of course he hasn't seen the fly but like maybe he has what was the third one Nightmare on the Elm Street. The
0: original Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: That was one of the first horror movies I ever watched in college, and that one scared the pants off me. Um, mm. I'm going to say The Fly because I feel like
0: that one's the that one's the, the trick you answer. You got it. I've seen yes. The Fly. Um, I've seen the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, the Jackie or Haley one. Um, oh, okay. Two or three times. Um, two when I was young and naive and I thought that this isn't bad, and then once like Two years ago, I was like, this is bad. Um, (laughs) The Exorcist is one of those that like I have respect for because of its Mm -hmm. um, like legacy and reputation. But it's one of those that I tend not to dabble in things that are grounded in things that I personally believe to be possible. Um, So Rosemary's Baby would be under. Yeah, Uh, because Robert and I were going to do Rosemary's Baby, like the very first goats. And I I reached out to hate. I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. Um, like it's it things that I think ex- personally as somebody who is religious, exposing yourself to things that are inherently the opposite side, but still like in the same reign yeah. of religious are um dangerous things to expose yourself to. I also know by having seen the the cursed films documentary that Shudders do- Shudder Does, which is awesome by the way. Um that the exorcist actually wound up having a very positive influence on the Catholic church because priesthood went up by like 200% that year because everybody oh, was wow! Like, because everybody was like, the priest is the good guy. Like yeah, and we want to and do that true. now. So it's, it's really interesting. So I feel like I might actually get to the exorcist one day. I will not watch Rosemary's baby. Um, but so kind of for those reasons, um, it's, yeah. it's going to take a lot to get me to watch anything kind of on the like darker side of, christian theology that is yeah. supposed to be grounded in truth so um well, movies
1: like that rosemary's baby the omen that sort of thing i've never been too yeah like, on board with i only watched the exorcist because my wife shamed me into it when we were dating in college so <laughs>
0: yeah so I, yeah I, I don't think i'll watch the omen either but um yeah uh yeah and the nightmare on elm street it's it's on my list i've been mentioning that um i wanted to get through the halloween saga the friday the 13th saga, and um Some of the nightmare before Christmas movies in the spooky season. And I just finished all the Halloween movies.
1: movies. Mm? The nightmare before Christmas movies.
0: The nightmare before Christmas movies. (laughs) (laughs) You mean nightmare on Elm street. Yep. That one. Um, (laughs) yeah, some of them, I specifically just want a new nightmare, but I might watch some of the other ones if I have time. I want to watch a new nightmare um, too.
1: I hear that one's really good.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I want to get through them. I'm now done with all the Halloween stuff. So, um, i may i maybe do maybe want to do nightmare on elm street but it's like there's a lot of friday the 13th movies so um maybe it makes more sense to do that anyway um but i've been i've mentioned that on a couple podcasts recently that that was my plan um uh, so i'm surprised i thought about swapping it out because you're like i listen to all the things and i was like well no. i have mentioned this uh I but i was you also like
1: mentioned the fly that might be why i remembered it no i, I haven't out. nope oh really um,
0: the reason why I watched The Fly is because it does have kind of like cult status. Uh, it's very, you know, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and like Gold it's Blue, gen- right? generally considered good. The Goldblum version. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, there's, I think, two um, directed, directed by David Cronenberg. And I'd never mm. seen a Cronenberg movie. And so I feel like that's kind of one of those, like, I feel like Rob Zombie, like you should watch one just to kind of see, you know um i disagree i saw house of a thousand corpses and well i mean if do, anything so you've it seen taught one me so now you watch never to watch them ever <laughs> sure but like but you've seen the one so now you know right you know not not me. i just watched the two rob zombie halloween films and i'm like i would be interested in watching more but i don't i don't necessarily want to but like yeah. you know i don't i didn't find them as you know like off-putting as everybody else did in terms of gore so anyway um to cronenberg Uh, as well as the fly has an iconic I I, I've definitely seen the the Simpsons Strauss of Horror where where they where where Bart gets turned into the fly like a bunch of times. Um they they replicate the plot. Uh but it it was the main reason was uh two or three years ago, Best Buy came out with this gorgeous looking steelbook for the fly. Oh. And I was walking down down the aisles and I was walking down the aisles and I saw it for like ten bucks and I was like, you know what? Why not? And I watched it later and like um, I watched it like maybe the next Halloween season and I hate, uh, not <laughs> hated it. I just I really didn't like it. Um, here we go. This is it. Um, that's why I've maybe, got my
1: one rule. Maybe no buying see. if you haven't seen. Oh, that's like cool. That, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was like 10 bucks. So like, yeah, I get it. Know, it. Cool. Steel books always kind of draw my eye yeah cool, cool steelbook and it's like it's it's just 10 bucks if i don't like it i can go trade it in if i do like yeah. it then great i own a really cool steelbook but i just google the fly steelbook and you can see what i'm talking about by the way um there's a couple versions but like one of them is this is the predominant one so anyway um yeah that's i i i try to abide by that rule now except for you know like certain releases like criterion is like you buy it when the flash sale happens Other, otherwise yeah. you don't buy it like so so stuff like that you know so anyway uh <laughs> that was fun hey we both got it right look at that yeah we're really good at this game we are <laughs> um <laughs> i've been i've been on a roll recently i've been like, yeah you actually have um I, it's just dumb luck whenever i
1: play along at home I, I have to say i i'm typically good at getting one of the peoples but like i'm not always on on top of it Try to play it like which one feels like they're trying to trick you. That's how I usually go.
0: Sure. Um, Okay, I didn't prepare a random question for you before you move on. So I'm scrolling through and I don't like some of these. Um, (laughs) So I got to find one that I like that also hasn't been done on the podcast before because I recognize a couple of these. And some of them are like, this isn't what this podcast is about. Yeah, let's um, try and keep it on point. I mean, it's supposed to be a random question. So it's supposed to be yeah. not pop culture related, but one of them is like, where do you see yourself five years from? I am like that's <laughs> not answering that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't say doing your wife. Don't say doing your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing,
1: it, son. doing your son. I'm doing your son.
0: Oh, man, back when Family Guy was funny. Yeah, Um, (laughs) we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Interesting. All right, let's go. Um, Let's see. Oh, all right. This is fine. Um, Do you
1: like cooking or baking? Baking. I love baking, mainly because of the end result. Cooking's fine because you can kind of just do whatever and see what works, and usually it does. But uh, with baking, it's... It's very measured. You know exactly what you need to do and you have to follow it exactly or else it will turn out poorly. And, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the baking experience, you have either like cakes or cookies or something. I literally right before coming down here, I, I said to my wife, I think I'm going to make pumpkin cookies this weekend because they're delicious and I love them. So, yeah, baking all the way. What about you?
0: Uh, I'm a cook um we me and my wife were at a wedding this weekend and um they were having cupcakes like as the dessert Mm -hmm. and i was just like i don't like just cake (laughs) i don't know what like cupcakes are fine because it's not much but like in general like cake kind of sucks like why don't they just start putting icing on muffins and that could be our cupcakes and i'm like what even is the difference between muffins and like like imagine the amount of sugar yeah, and then she's like the ratio of flour, sugar, whatever. I was like, muffins are better. <laughs> Yo, so like, why not just have banana nut muffins with cream cheese frosting on it? Let's do yeah. that instead of cupcake. The, the
1: would... Panera bread makes like the best pumpkin muffin ever. We we love them. They're so good. Okay. You don't even need uh, icing. That's how good they are.
0: So I'm a cook uh for for primary reasons being I have literally no experience with baking. Um, other than like following a, a couple of recipes once or twice. Um, I have a pistachio cake recipe that I make sometimes. Um, but that's it. Um, but it's cause my mom made it and yeah. she made it great. And it's a very easy recipe to follow. So well,
1: growing um, up, we, my mom made all, did all the cooking and she did baking too. But like. I remember very early on, she was like, here, I don't feel like making this banana bread. You make it. And she said, the the card, I mean, okay. So I tried my hand at it and it turned out okay. And I was like, ah, I, I like mean, this.
0: You're right. Like with the baking, you have to follow specific instructions. And it, otherwise it's going to be something completely different. And to mm-hmm. me, that scares me because I have no experience. So I haven't really done a lot in that realm. But I do like cooking because like you said you could just experiment as things go along and it's probably going to be okay. And, but like, as you learn, like what spices are good, like you learn, like I love cooking. And then just being like, this is missing something. I don't know what it is. How about just like a dash of cumin? And then it's like, Mm -hmm. this is a good dish now. Or like, this is, or like, um, this is missing. I don't know what it is. Let's add some salt. Okay, it just needed to be seasoned a little bit. Or like I discovered sesame seed oil a few months back. Oh yeah, I make I'm like pour a little of that in. Let's take a go. Oh meal. yeah, sesame oil is yummy. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just one of those things where like it it's very easy to mess up. You know, you can definitely undercook chicken or overcook it. Um, it's it's a little bit more of a risk to get somebody sick. Um, so that's kind of scary. So I typically like take extra precautions to cook my chicken extra, but like still leave it moist, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just precisely that reason where you just like when baking, when it comes out of the oven, it is it either worked or it didn't, mm-hmm. and you can't change anything at that point. But like with cooking, like I have I have this recipe that I from um, Babish's cookbook, Babish on YouTube, um, for this beef burgundy, and I was like, this sounds really good. I really want to make this work, and I tried it twice, and the first time it was just nothing similar to what I wanted. Um, And I think I made it wrong. But the second time I made it, we made it like perfect. I was like, I think this is exactly what it's supposed to be. It's just not something I particularly enjoy. So how can I make this better? Yeah. And so I was like able to experiment with it. Or or, or, like one time we had this bag of instant pot, like chili mix. But like I made it and I was like, it's not a lot of volume. Like I can surely make this better, can't I? So I'm like, well, we're going to add more ground beef. We're going to add some seasoning to it. Let's add some some uh some extra beans to it and let's do um like a def- definitely some extra cumin so it was like just things that sound like chili so let's just cumin salt pepper beef corn oh yeah let's just go for it and it was good so my wife did
1: exactly um, that this weekend. She she made a soup at the beginning of the week that is like a chicken potato soup. It just didn't work. It was it was good, but it wasn't anything special. And then on Saturday, she added cheese, broccoli, and she turned it into like a chicken broccoli cheddar soup. And it was yeah. just so much better. I'm like, and she's like, this is better. Right. And I'm like, yes, yes. Let's let's keep making this.
0: Yeah. So just that's my thing about cooking is like you can definitely overdo something. But like again, baking—it's like you're done and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. It either worked or it didn't, and you can't change it if it didn't. Uh, you can't fix that. You can't ugly fix
1: banana it. bread right now.
0: <laughs> it it looks if, that way, if, and it will forever. if your cake. If your cake didn't rise, no fixing it. You know, um, and you don't want to serve the cake that didn't rise. You can, you don't want to. Um, but but yeah, cooking is always just like you can definitely overdo things, and you can definitely be like maybe cumin—that was a wrong choice. Um, you can always over correct
1: too. You can, yeah. oh, I put too much of this in. Well, I'll just add more of these other things.
0: Right. You Yeah. You can definitely do, lo- you can definitely mess up cooking a lot. But again, it's it's mostly the inexperience with baking and it is frightening because there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. And I'd like the variety of cooking because there's even times where I'm like cooking from a recipe book and I'm like, but I feel like this needs this. Like, I feel like a really good example is um, when I made Ram Dom from Parasite for the first oh. time. I know that, uh, that Jeremy <laughs> from CinemaSins had made it several times and so I just reached out to him. I'm like, hey, I'm making this for the first time. Do you have any suggestions? And he's like a soft boiled egg and it's Ooh. perfect. Like it's it's just perfect for the dish. So I um, really
1: want to I see because I'm not a cook, so I want someone to make me that. <laughs> it it's
0: looks dirt so cheap. Tasty. It's dirt cheap. Um especially like the 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 point is they get some really expensive beef to put in it. But like I just whatever yeah. steak I have in the fridge. But it's it's sesame oil and steak, and then you use uh, some Japanese wine. I just use whatever white wine I have. Um, Some salt and some pepper for the steak, and you grill that up while you cook two different kinds of Korean noodles. Like It's super easy to make. And then, like Jeremy said, soft-boiled egg. It's a perfect touch. So, anyway. That was fun. Ooh, let's get on to talking like about it. some movies. Uh Nick, uh Black Adam, School for Good and Evil, or Banshees of Insurin? What you are you know, most that... excited to talk about? Or which one do you well, want to talk about first? I want to save Banshees for last,
1: because that one I'm most excited about. But okay. I know the least about it. Uh, let's start with School for Good and Evil.
0: School or for evil Good. And good, or whatever it's it is. School for Good and Evil this is a new Netflix movie coming out uh, October 19th. That's this week. Best friends Sophia and Agatha find themselves on the opposing sides of a Netflix battle where they're swept away into an enchanted school when aspiring heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil. Um, Paul Feig directing this. I think that's really the big reason why I wanted to put it on this list, but also like Carrie Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Charlize Theron, Michelle Yeoh, Peter Serafinowicz. I hope I'm sure it sounded right. Anyway, uh, Rob Delaney, like Rachel Bloom, like respectable cast here. Um, it's a stacked
1: cast. I had to do a double take because I'm like, how did I not hear about this movie? But then I thought it was a It's not stacked movie, in terms so. of
0: like Amsterdam, but like no. yes, it's stacked. It's it's and yeah. then there's the two leads, which I don't know that I recognize um, by name or picture, uh, and there's a bunch of young people mm-hmm. that. I also don't think I recognize my name or pictures. So like, anyway, but like, yeah, like Carrie Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Charlie Theron, Michelle Yeoh, Peter Zafranowitz. yeah, Hoof, Kate Blanchett in a
1: voice. Some role. of my favorite actresses, and I, and how can you not love Lawrence Fishburne? So like, yeah, I I saw that cast and I was like immediately on board. Like, yes. Well, and then you add to it Paul Feig directing. So well that that immediately made me go uh, maybe not. So, uh, it's,
0: look, look, hit or miss, right? Cause yeah, it could be, for me, he's heat. very miss could be the heat or it could be, <sighs> I don't like spy or bridesmaids or I don't like bridesmaids. I don't,
1: or... I didn't like the heat. I didn't like ghostbusters, oh, but I, but I loved then I, the heat. Looked, I looked into his filmography, the movies that he hasn't written. I've actually enjoyed the ones that he's just directed. And that's, that's this one. So I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, back on board. So. Which
0: ones has he directed but not written? Oh, I'll have to pull up
1: IMDB for that. But uh there were there were a couple. He he doesn't have a long list. I like his acting more than I like his
0: Yeah, his his best credit is by far heavyweights. Oh definitely. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Well that and I also really enjoy um I enjoy him I jo- I enjoyed him in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He was Mr. Poole.
0: Oh, her teacher. Uh, oh wow. Wow, that's a nostalgia trip. Okay. Um he uh, that's, that's, uh
1: a, that's me being a bit older about 10 years older than you. So.
0: no 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 no, like, I, I, no I grew up show. with that too but i'm just like oh i haven't thought about that show in a long time um but uh last christmas i think was one of those he directed but didn't write i like that one quite a bit um, i heard that was good
1: i just i never got around to it. a simple favor a simple favor is one that i awesome. really liked i loved yeah.
0: that movie um, do you, you want to know a fun fact about that movie that maybe you knew the original ending was a musical number and it's I on the blu-ray not- I did not know that. I do not have yeah. the
1: Blu-ray, but that might get added to my list now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can maybe... Like, if you own a digital copy, you can probably, probably find it there. It's but... probably on YouTube, too, but I, I would yeah, love to too. see but, that. But it's an alternate ending, and it's a it's a full-fledged musical number, and it's, like, choreographed really well. Um, that's that's really cool. I'm actually kind of disappointed they didn't go with that. Well, I know, right? I, I
1: guess <laughs> for the movie, it makes sense why they didn't, but like, yeah. that would have been out of nowhere. But I... That, that movie was so good and just the cast was great. I would have loved, I mean, and they're both singers. Anna Kendrick and and Blake Lively
0: even sings. So that would have been great. Why wouldn't they do that? Uh. It's it's really good. You should Google it. But yeah, anyway, uh, on the anticipation scale, we're taking your schedule out of the equation. We're taking budget out of the equation. We're taking um, COVID concerns about the equation. We're taking literally everything out of the equation, except for your own free will. Uh, and also, this is a Netflix-only movie, so we're just going to go ahead and like pretend that this was a theater movie um, instead. All that, again, your only thing is your free will. Do you think you would catch this in a theater? Would you wait to rent it at home? Would you wait till, till it's on a streaming service you already pay for? Or are you just not interested in this movie?
1: I am somewhere in between renting and streaming. I What would <clears> tip <throat> the scale is reviews saying whether or not it is kid-friendly. Like, if I could show it to my girls and watch, we can watch it as a family, I'd be right there on renting. But okay. uh, it just depends on that. Like, otherwise, I'm like, I can I can stream that whenever. But uh, we're always looking for great movies to watch. And it kind of feels Harry Potter adjacent. And my, my oldest is wa- reading the Harry Potter books right now. So she's really liking that. And anything we can add to family movie night that isn't the same six movies over and over again is always sure. a plus
0: um all right i think i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i, I don't I do this enough uh especially for movies that like aren't d- that don't just look terrible i'm gonna go not interested in this and it's it's for a couple reasons because i almost i very much want to go into streaming and just be and just say like with a cast like this how could you not and i definitely feel that way but at the same time it feels like this movie is just not for me um like i feel like people are going to enjoy this i feel like maybe your kids would really enjoy this yeah. and great my this feels like a movie more for my wife she's really into like YA fantasy stuff and i'm just not particularly like she loves like maze runner and mm-hmm. um like obviously the harry potter stuff and like she's really excited for the new percy jackson uh stuff so like stuff that like i don't particularly care very much about so it's just going to fall into the category of i'm sure it will like there is definitely excitement about it but ultimately like YA fantasy stuff is is just not really my cup of tea. So um that makes sense. I'm going to go not interested for me. But again, with a cast like this, it's hard not to at least be interested, you know?
1: Oh yeah. So, I mean, I've been like in love with Charlize Theron since I was, since she was in mighty Joe young when I was a kid. And I was like, <laughs> who's that? But um, recently Michelle, yo is, she's uh, my captain from star Trek. And then and she's in, uh-huh. in everything, everything, ever, everything, all everything, everywhere, ever, all at once. Shang-Chi, like she's just, She's so great, like I love her. She, I, I, I rewatched the James Bonds last year, and she, she, the one she was in, one of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I really liked that one. I can't uh, remember. Tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow, tomorrow never dies. dies. I always get that one and the other one that came after it mixed up. But yeah, uh, tomorrow never dies. Enough. Yeah, th- those two. Like I used to lump them together because I got them mixed up and then when i rewatched i was like no like what is this she's so good in this she totally elevates the movie it into a much better than it would have been had she not been in it so i I was i love michelle yo
0: i was literally just about to ask when's the last time charlie's Theron made a bad movie but like um i mean we're not gonna i'm not gonna count the two adams family animated movies because they're animated um but like she wasn't actually that bad well i didn't see him but like reputation but like she's an f9
1: and that movie sucks oh yeah i mean can you really say that's a
0: charlize theron movie though she's in it but it's not really and it's like she's credited for dr strange the multiverse of madness it's like she's not really like (laughs) you know she's she's barely in that i didn't see bombshell but like i really liked long shot um that was gringo i never saw that one atomic blonde is great um tolly is amazing I guess is the the Huntsman the winner or anyway um the anyway, she, oh she is she is more hit than she is miss and yeah, she absolutely is and at and, the very least even in the
1: bad movies she's great in them
0: that's what I was gonna say like like it's been a while since I've seen Hancock and I I think that that's one of those movies that a lot of people are like coming around to but she I, I saw it when it came in. out yeah but like she's great in it mm-hmm. like, from what I remember I, it's one of those like I need to watch it again um, because I remember liking it but I was also like eleven and. Yeah, I'm sure it was was a a
1: weird movie. I enjoyed it very much, but there was something about it that was just off. I think it was just the style in which they made. But but yeah, she was she was just great in it. I loved it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, like you said, Michelle Yeoh's been killing it in everything she's been in, and Mm -hmm. you know, Lawrence Fishburne is again like more good than he is bad. He's not necessarily he's not necessarily like a surefire like good thing. But yeah, like there's a really (laughs) solid cast here enough to make me interested in you know. um, Like I said, it just doesn't necessarily feel like my bag of tea. So I guess that means we move on to Black Adam.
1: That's... Let's do it. Black Adam.
0: Theaters only nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. Um, Can I share an inside joke with you? Go for it. Um, Robert and I were trying to think of the BEC this week, uh, and... We, um, <laughs> uh, we, we thought movies starring The Rock, which, we, which we've already done. And we thought movies where the villain is the protagonist, which we've already done. And we thought about um, something else, which we had already done. And um, uh, we... Uh, oh, it was Color Titles was the other one, Color in the title. And so we kind of came to Dicer and we're like, hey, what about something on... Um, on the new George Clooney movie. And he's like, let's keep it with black Adam. And <laughs> so he's like, so do you have any suggestions? And he's like, movies that don't have Zachary Levi in them. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, and, and then he like put a winky face. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you you could like movies that definitely don't have Zachary Levi in them. You know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yo, so well, you can Adam. make the
1: same joke. Movies that don't have Henry Cavill in them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, essentially, Black Adam is, in the comics, kind of a counterpart to Shazam. Uh, not kind of, is, like, the main villain of Shazam uh, or to Shazam. So, um, The Rock making his superhero, enter- well, superhero besides Fast. Uh, Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller. Pete Br- uh, Pierce Bronson playing Dr. Fate. Uh, Sarah Sahai as Adriana. Aldous Hodge, he was in Straight Outta Compton. Really like him. Um, uh, plenty of other um people. I don't know that I necessarily recognize any of these, but um, also the film uh contains Hawkman, um, as well as I thought I saw another because from the trailer. Oh, Adam, that was the other one. Um, and it looks like there's a girl wearing green that I don't know who she
1: is. So uh, I think her name is it's like Hurricane or Tornado or something like that.
0: Sure. Well, I recognize Doctor Fate <laughs> and Hawkman and Adam and obviously Black Adam. So. Sorry, the Atom. adam, uh, <laughs> adam uh,
1: Smasher. I think they're calling him in this one.
0: Well, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that because I uh, saw a tweet with his toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, written and directed by a bunch of names that I can't pronounce. So sorry, except for Rory Haynes, I got that one. <laughs> but yeah, um, which is a good thing considering the origin of the character. So like, that's not a, that's not a negative. It's just I'm not going to try. Um. So anyway, uh, Black Adam. Uh, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, same scale. What are you thinking, Nick?
1: Oh, uh, I am not interested in this movie, but I'm going to actually see it opening weekend like a sh- person who does that things. So, uh, I'm not interested. I, the rock has just completely, he does this thing where he makes you think the movie's going to be good. And then you go see the movie and it's just not, and I keep falling for it and I don't know why I keep falling for it. <laughs>
0: Which one are you talking
1: he's about? He's so Come charming. I named the last ten movies he's been in. Like I, the last ten movies he's been in. I all right, let's like, figure it I out. I got really mad at Super Pets. Uh, that one, that one actively. That's not going to count me. because he's a
0: voice. I mean, um, he he's in it. All right, let's man. see. Red Notice,
1: Red Notice, Jungle Cruise, terrible, terrible. Um,
0: uh, the third Jumanji movie, which I hated. Ah. Um, uh,
1: that, yeah, I didn't like that one. I the 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 first one that he was in, I think this was the second one. Yeah, yeah that one's great. That one was okay. Uh,
0: Hobbs, and, Hobbs and Shaw. I, I like, like Hobbs and Shaw. okay so with Hobbs, my family.
1: Hobbs and Shaw was the last go Fighting with My Family doesn't count. He has a glorified cameo. That's not about him.
0: I he's credit. But yeah, yeah. skyscraper, rampage. Yeah. Oh, Baywatch rampage
1: actively angry. Baywatch. Central intelligence. Fast eight. San Andreas. Moana. All right, I'll give you Moana. Moana. But he was a side character. And here's the thing with Dwayne Johnson. He is so great when he's either the side character or he's a serious character. But whenever he tries to be the hero, it goes terribly wrong. Like, it just doesn't work. And at least it doesn't work for me. I think he he tries to be too earnest. That was what was wrong with Rampage, especially. Because it's like, it's supposed to be monsters fighting each other. And you just want to get the
0: hero shots in. He is borderline the best part of G.I. Joe retaliation. <laughs> so. I saw that
1: movie once. That. I really, really, really liked the first G.I. Joe movie. I know I'm on an island with that. But I loved that first G.I. Joe movie. And so when they went in a completely different direction, I just got so upset because it was so fun. It was stupid. It was it was one of those stupid movies that it's just it's so dumb. But like I just I had a blast watching it.
0: Is it possible that the best rock roll? No, I'm gonna say the best rock roll is in the other guys
1: for sure. Mm, I mean, he's not in it long, probably. Yeah, but no, he's so. I, Moana he's is so one good of every top, time on like like twenty movies of all time. I love Moana. Fine, I think Matt Maui is fine, a really Mata's good great. character. Fine. I love him
0: fine but the other guys is number
1: two the other guys is number two i'll give you that yeah so
0: anyway um so i am gonna be man i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and just say not interested in this one as well too i'm gonna wind up seeing it i don't know about theaters we'll see how reviews pan out whether it's theaters or whenever it hits hbo max you know two weeks later um (laughs) my my reasoning is i just can't get excited like i love the idea of the rock as black adam but like Black Adam shouldn't be your main character in in a movie. Agreed. He should be your villain in Shazam two, yeah, Uh, or or Shazam three. I'll give you
1: like if you want to introduce him, but you gotta introduce him as the villain of another movie franchise. You don't introduce him as the hero and then go, all right, now fight. And
0: it's like, especially because he's not a hero. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but yeah. So and like, look here's here's the thing though. I look at this trailer. Uh, and I, or this poster even, and I am so much more excited to see Dr. Fate finally make an yes, appearance than I am Black. That at, is black why Adam. I
1: want to see it so much.
0: Like, I think Dr. Fate is such a cool character that's never been on the big screen, at least as far as I know. And he's made, I think a minor small screen appearance. He he was teased in the Constantine show. I don't know if he was ever brought into like, yeah. I don't know if he was ever brought into like Legends of Tomorrow or anything like that, but like, don't he's such he a was. cool character. animation is all he ever had. Like I'm so excited to see Doctor Fate. Um, I'm I'm really excited for Hawkman as well because he's like you know sounds so silly and looks kind of <laughs> silly, but is a badass. Um, same same with Adam. Like he's he's a really cool hero. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm I so much Society more movie. excited. <laughs> I'm so much more excited for the um the side characters in this movie. Specifically, exactly. specifically Doctor Fate. Justice Society so, would have been a
1: fun movie, but okay it's Black Adams movie sure like, yeah. so like, like I'm more excited
0: there. for the doctor fate than I am Black Adam um like I guess said I still whether I see this on HBO or or streaming will depend on the reviews but yeah um I have I still don't have any faith in the dCEU um unless it's one of unless it's those things that they don't really care too much about where they're just like we're gonna give a a filmmaker some creative control to do something. Aka Matt Reeves is the Batman, um, you know, where it's just like we don't have to worry about timelines or connective tissue or anything. You just kind of make your own movie. Um, you know, I would say the same about the Joker too. If the Joker one was decent movie, but it's not. So I have
1: thoughts on the Joker 2. I, I did. I think it's pointless movie to make. But then it they is. say it's going to be a musical, and I am very on board with that.
0: Like, yeah, like I would say the same thing with like. Uh, sorry, just go the the suicide squad as well kind of one of those like james gunn make a movie and don't worry about any connective tissue yeah i
1: mean i like i like i like it when they go nuts i part of why i don't really care to see black adam is because of all the nonsense that has been going on with dc and warner brothers and discovery Mm -hmm. right now like like it's so strange that they're still full steam ahead on this and then and shazam and the but then at the same time on the other their other hand they're going. Yeah, but all this is going to get like we're, we're we're resetting. We have to reconfigure everything. So it's like,
0: well, how are you going to do that without flash?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and then Ezra sure. Miller's like, but i don't no, like my beer. <laughs> they do, they do like the Batman, and it it works. Maybe this works. Maybe Shazam two works. Maybe maybe Joker two works. I I still think that if you're going to do Joker, you do the exact same cast and you do it as though it's a completely different story. The first one never happened. And then you tie it all together at the end. It's him in the mental hospital, and he's literally just spinning yarns to these people. And it's an origin story again, but it's different from the first one.
0: Well, Like, that's the only
1: way you make it interesting.
0: I'm getting so much less confidence, Scroll 9GB, on this movie, because the director... I'm not going to pronounce the name. I'm not going to try. Guess what else he's directed? What? So, Jungle Cruise? <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> the shallows, which I heard heard decent things about the shallows. I know that's good. Um, nonstop, which is fine for what it is. Uh, that's the Liam Neeson on a Die Hard on a plane. Oh, okay. Um, uh, unknown, which I think was which the another, one, another Liam Neeson movie. one of the Liam Neeson memory ones. Orphan and House of Wax.
1: Oh God, I hated that movie. House of Wax so is like, so terrible.
0: That's not. That's no, not, not not encouraging.
1: Although I am. Now crossing my fingers for a Liam Neeson cameo in this movie because he clearly likes working with Liam Neeson.
0: Oh, uh, and see one of the writers here, writer for Due Date, which is a bad movie.
1: Yeah, that was Rampage,
0: bad. which you already talked about, <laughs> and Scoob, which is an abomination to the Scooby-Doo franchise. I it wasn't that bad. come on no i mean it's i
1: was watching it with a, a three six and nine year old at the time so they were having a blast i was having a a much better time than i should have been probably but it was yeah, i don't no, know I kinda, i'm a sucker for no, expanded no. universes when no, when the, captain caveman showed out up life. i was like it's captain K, man.
0: The best thing to come out of the Warner Brothers Discovery mergers that they canceled Scoop 2. Um, <laughs> let's see. Rory Haynes, one of the other writers, uh, really only credit, uh, only big credit is The Mauritanian, which came out early last year, which um, some people love and some people hate. Uh, and then the other writer here, let's see what they got. Also Mauritanian. So it looks like it's a writer combo. So, yeah. um, so like, nothing about the the crew gets me excited. So, yeah, firm not interested. But we'll see based off of how the reviews come out. But gosh, am I excited to see Dr. Fate on the big screen. Yep, it's just a shame a, they didn't make agreement. a Dr. Fate movie. He looks great. They're just the the
1: the way that they animated him, and I saw one of the trailers where they, they blow the whole movie in the trailer by showing the big fight with him, and he's doing some really cool stuff in that fight. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be awesome.
0: Nice. Well, let's move on to our third film. The Banshees of Uh In Assurin. Uh Sure. One of the two. Gesundheit. Uh, something. <laughs> um, two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly, abruptly ends their relationship with alarm, alarming consequences for both. This is written and directed by Martin McDonough. Um, if you don't know the name, you should. Uh, most famous, I think, for In Bruges, but he um, also did uh, Seven Psychopaths and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um So that's yeah, that's his uh, film credits Um, written and directed. All of those starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, you know, the the duo from in Bruges. We got uh, Carrie Condon uh, and Barry Keoghan also appearing here. And um, yeah,
1: Uh, same scale. How do you feel in theaters opening weekend as soon as I can see it? I loved In Bruges. I liked Seven Psychopaths. I really enjoyed Three Billboards. I I'm in. I didn't even watch the trailer because I I don't want
0: to know anything. I'm I'm in. Same. Literally, all you had to say was Martin McDonough's new movie, and it's open mm-hmm. weekend. You you add the fact that it's Colin Farrell, who is in Seven Psychopaths as well. So he's this is his mm-hmm. third time working with him. Um, A plus, great. And then you also throw in Brendan Gleeson, uh, Brendan in Gleeson as well. Amazing. I love Brendan um, Gleason.
1: He's so fantastic.
0: Well, and then also like, uh, one, one of the things too that, um, so it's, it's a, it's a short they did. It, it's called Six Shooter is incredible. Um, it's, it's as an extra on the, um, Three Billboards Blu-ray, or I think it was on movie for a little bit, but three, Six Shooter is this little 27 minute short starring Brendan Gleason as well. And it's so good. Um, uh, yeah, that, that is for sure worth, um, worth your time. Um so again, you just have to put say Martin McDonough and I'm in. I really like <laughs> Seven Psychopaths. Um I like it more every time I see it. I think I've only seen Three of Bowards once, maybe twice, but I adored it. Um and in Bruges is simply a masterpiece. So um Yeah, you it's you only have sure. to say Martin McDonough and I'm in. I'm I'm really excited. Um our local theater in March is apparently he, he did this thing uh called the Pillow Man, I think is what it is um like a a a play yes he did a play of the pillow pillow man is what it's called um like before he was you know uh before he started doing films and our local community theater is putting on a production and that's fun i'm i want to go just because again anything with martin McDonough's name i'm instantly excited so nice i was walking i was walking on the mall and there was a poster and and it was just like here are the performances that'll be happening this year i was like all right fine 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 Wait, written and written by Martin McDonough, <laughs> the Martin McDonough. He'll see that every day. So I, so I texted her. I'm like, "We're going." So yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I've only actually seen
1: all three of his movie or the three big ones uh, just once each, but it they I love them immediately, and yeah. I've I've wanted to add them to my collection so that I could watch them again and again. But yeah, there. Well, three billboards especially is a little heavy. Um, yeah. I just I've been I've been holding out. In Bruges out. gets heavy. In Bruges, the only reason I don't own it is because they do not have a good, like, cheap version of it on Blu-ray. Um, I tried to find the 4K. It, it they're all like super expensive. So I'm waiting for it to come down in price. But I think uh, I have
0: it. I think I just have it on digital. But
1: and my buddy has three billboards on his Plex, so I can watch that whenever. And same with Seven Psychopaths. But uh, but yeah, I I really just I couldn't believe how much I had fun watching those movies so it's just this one is a, it's a no-brainer for me I, I gotta watch it
0: yep same well uh that'll do it for our uh coming attraction segment um so nick quick now that people got a chance to hear your side of things uh where do you want to send them to hear uh, more you of your things follow
1: me on twitter at jagged 2319 i'm also on letterboxd under my name uh nick farrow or i think you could search jagged 2319 also and that'll that'll get you
0: there um and yeah that's pretty much it nice uh well as a quick reminder you can check out patreon.com at your leisure. all right tv topic let's do it Um, uh uh nick specifically asked me to um watch at least a little (laughs) bit of andor and she hulk and i had every intention in doing so but did not have the time so sorry I believe the exact tweet mm.
1: I got, or message I got back was, no, you monster, I'm never doing that, I hate you. That's uh, re- what it
0: looked like. I really wanted to get at least the first episode of each, um, and or, Hulk, uh, and I just couldn't. Um, That's all right. could not it's, find the time. So.
1: Honestly, and or, you need at least the first three episodes. I'll, I'll, let's start there, and I'll be okay. brief, because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Um, I have one major complaint about this show that most people should have. And one nerdy complaint that no one's going to have, but me. And the major complaint is that this should have been a four episode show. And each of those episodes should have been about a movie length because episodes one through three is one story. It literally, each episode literally ends except for the third one in the dumbest place possible. (laughs) Like it's like a scene break, but it goes straight to credits. And then the Mm. next episode is it like picks up right where it left off, essentially. So when they aired the first three episodes on the first night, makes sense. You can watch all three. It's like watching a movie. It's fantastic. It's a it's a really well produced show. Uh, But like watching episode four one week and then having to wait a week to five and then having to wait a week to six is mind-blowing that they thought that that was a good idea. It's not even close to the best way to watch this show. In fact, if I had watched it that way, I probably would not have continued watching it. So what I did was, after listening to some reviews of episode four and how they did that, I decided just to wait. And I watched episodes four, five, and six back to back. Another outstanding episode. Watching them all together is just The way to do it so i'm actually not gonna watch the next week i'm gonna wait for three weeks and watch it again okay i really wish they had just released them as four episodes right off the bat but disney plus has got like plus so well
0: but disney plus isn't necessarily afraid to do that because they did that with uh the beatles get back because those were like three like two and a half hour things so it's like why why wouldn't they do it for a star wars property yeah. And even if even if they want to go ahead and say, like, once every three <laughs> weeks, you'll get a new thing to make sure that everybody can get around to watching it. Like, I would almost they rather have they to do, do that. Weekly. Like, right. It just, it's because now every three weeks, you'll different get a new page. movie, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be fun because
1: like, they kind of did the same thing on Netflix with the fear streets. They were like, here's a movie next week. Here's a movie next week. Here's a movie. Or they or waited even a couple like weeks in between. It seems like
0: all of their shows are now like, you know, Stranger Things season four, part one and part mm-hmm. two um like it yeah. feels like they're doing a lot of you know rest development season five did that um i know like i think that was the first one to do it but like a lot of them are taking breaks uh, I, I just saw rick and morty is doing it like where they just like did six oh, episodes they take, and, like they're taking a break. taking a couple week couple break and then like a six week break and then we'll have the rest of the episodes like why 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 does why can disney plus not <laughs> i mean i get it's so much easier to just say weekly but also just say like come back in 3 weeks for the sequel like yeah they want um, they
1: want to stay on top of they want subscribers to keep subscribing that's that's really well, why and i think, I think, and the I think plan it's is
0: a new marvel or star wars content every single every week every week that would be yeah. nice but it's I, way I don't too much
1: know. it is i it isn't it isn't i that's actually my hot take later but the um, oh, okay i like i like that they want to keep putting out content and i like that they've got this idea like all right everyone was kind of annoyed that you know this show was a little too short like kenobi was a little messy based on how they they stretched it out like they took a two-hour movie and they made it six hours and it just didn't work um at least most of it worked It, it depends on who you talk to but i overall i think parts of it worked and didn't but with andor like this show is so solid like I feel like they're doing themselves a disservice because if you watched episode, you watch episodes one through three on week one, and then you watch episode four, and now you have to wait a week. I really don't see people going, Oh, yeah, I can't wait to come back and see what happens in episode five. Like it's just, it's so structurally weird that it doesn't work. But watching them all back to back, like you wouldn't go see a movie and then 20 minutes into the movie have someone come and be, All right, come back next week. Like, you would be so pissed off. And I I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot with this one for this for this show in particular because they seem to have put so much care and effort into it. It's just, it looks beautiful. They shot in real locations. They have the most elaborate costumes and everything looks just so excellent. And as, like, a huge Star Wars fan who absolutely hates what Disney has been doing with it save for the Mandalorian this is a show that it's like wow i totally get the why they want they want to do it like this like it's perfect it's a perfect show why are you cutting it up like the way that you are i i really hope they kind of like tweak it for season 2 because they they they've got they've got something special on their hands here and mm-hmm. i i don't I don't think they're helping themselves by splitting it up the way that they are.
0: I'm super excited to watch the show, like maybe more than any of the other stuff that me and my wife are behind on Um, because I love Rogue One so much. Um But like, it's one of those things that like with my new work schedule, I work a lot of weekends. And like, that's really the most of my most of the time my wife has. And just between the two podcasts and everything, it's just like we don't like we don't really get a chance to watch too much together. And I'm I, I'm not gonna watch Andor without her. I could watch Andor, yeah. but I'm not gonna watch it without her. Same with She-Hulk, same <laughs> with Miss Marvel, same with Book of Boba Fett. Like so, like I also we haven't just gotten around to any of these things because we our time is just limited and limited, limited, and then uh all that. So but I'm like really excited. We're about to finish um what we do in the Shadow Season Four, finally. <laughs> And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what are we going to do next. Because part of me wants to be like, can we please get caught up on Andor? But especially now that you're saying it, I'm almost like, can we just watch She-Hulk, or can we can we barrel through Miss um, Marvel, or can we can we can we finally barrel through Book of Boba Fett since we still haven't watched Don't. that? And you can and, skip and Boba Andor Fett. And... No, I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> uh, but like, can we finally like can we do this and then you know go forward or whatever? Just kind of like is my um. Is my hope so. We'll see. Um, it, it'll be really interesting to see what what are we gonna do next. So, um, go ahead and give me your She-Hulk thing. Tell me why I'm missing out by okay. having not seen the show yet. Because I I mean I really want <laughs> to watch the show. It looks it looks really good, and um, I, I think the fan response has been the most positive since oh,
1: it's. It's so weird, this fan response, because I made the mistake. I thought I was commenting on a page that I actually followed, but Facebook tricked me and it showed me something that wasn't a page I normally am on. I had to delete the I I, it was essentially a a post saying like the 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 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is like 87 percent and the audience score is like 27 and i'm like this has to be review bombs it doesn't make any sense because the show is actually really entertaining and i had to delete the post within 48 hours because there were over a thousand nasty comments on it and i was just like i I don't know what to do i couldn't turn off the notifications it just kept coming through it was awful so not everybody loves this show
0: but interesting because i feel like i did this is the most consistently liked show since loki i would say Oh, that's like good. people. I, I wish I was talking to those people because I loved it. I thought it was. Well, you're great. on Facebook. That's the problem. No, I just I feel like a lot of people are really liking it um, because especially it feels like there were people like a lot of people didn't watch Miss Marvel and a lot of people were like really excited about Moon Knight and it kind of disappointed them. And like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like liked Hawkeye, but a lot of people weren't going to watch a show about Hawkeye. Um, but everybody watched the Loki show and i feel like because i thought it was mid i was the outcast um so i feel I like know. this is the first show that's been like it's it's been as consistently liked at, since Loki right
1: now i have miss marvel ranked at number 2 on my tv like i think wandavision is solid in number 1 it's yeah. going to take yeah, yeah. a real piece of Cinematic gold to knock that one out because I really loved WandaVision. Vision. Um, this one I've got at number two, but it's kind of like tied with Hawkeye because I really. Oh, well, and you said Miss Marvel is two, so this is three. No, no, Miss Marvel. I... Miss Marvel is solidly in the, the middle for me. Like,
0: oh god, I think you said Miss Marvel is two, so she. Oh uh, no, is sorry, two.
1: I miss. I spoke. Yeah, no, She Hulk is definitely But it's kind of tied
0: two. with Hawkeye. It's kind of tied with Hawkeye because that's
1: great. I, I loved really Hawkeye. loved the way Hawkeye is kind of like. It feels like a longer movie, but like in a good way. Like I keep complaining that they keep stretching these two hour movies into six hour episodes or uh, six hour shows. And Hawkeye kind of did that. But I really enjoyed just Kate Bishop is great and Hawkeye is fun. And just I like when they can be more fun. And that's exactly yes. what She Hulk is. It's fun it, it has one major problem for me and then i think it's it's episode structure is weird i feel like some episodes could use like six to ten more minutes where they kind of wrap up like the standard sitcom it does it has your opening it has your your bulk of the problem and at the end they all kind of sit down for a beer and they laugh about what they learned this week she hulk doesn't have that last part it it just kind of ends and then goes on to the next episode Some of the episodes do it better than others. Some of them do have a nicer wrap up. But for the most part, I always felt like I wanted more and not as in like, I can't wait to watch next week as in like, I really wish you hadn't just ended it right there. Like, I feel like it's lacking. But other than that, most of the episodes from week to week are a fun contained story where there's either like a weird courtroom thing or like some other she-Hulky type Hulk problem. And the characters are funny. She is great. Tatiana Maslani is just so That's incredibly endearing. She's yeah. just fantastic. I love her as this character. There I is mean, a moment in the finale. She's been so
0: good in everything she's been in. I mean, she's oh, yeah. excellent in Perry Mason.
1: Oh, I, I only watched the first episode of that. I needed to go back because... She's but still
0: excellent in that show. She
1: she's so she's so adorable in this. She's so funny. She's she holds this show together because they don't really give the side characters too much to do because it is her show. But like, there's a moment in the season finale where like she says something funny. Something happens, she makes a face, and, like, her face just falls in a way that is just, like, you. your heart breaks for her, but, like, you're at the same time laughing hysterically. And the fact that she manages to pull all of this off while completely holding the show together is amazing. (laughs) Like, she's so great. I I really wish that they gave us more episodes. Like, this should have been Marvel's first, like, 15 to 20 episode show. Because they could have, I mean, I get it. She Hulk's expensive, like the animation, well, and is like I feel like they're also crazy. like
0: testing the waters on characters. So I, I feel true. like I feel like any of these shows that <laughs> would get a season two renewal will have more episodes. I mean, and I don't think I think Loki is the only one that has been confirmed to season two so far. Uh, from
1: what I understand, She Hulk is not officially confirmed, but they've pretty much all but hinted at it that it will
0: get one but well, it's also like miss miss Mar- marvel is just like the sequel is the marvels so like yeah um, yeah and like falcon and the winter soldier the sequel is cap 4. thunderbolts and or cap that 4. too yeah that- oh because bucky is going to Thunder- so it's like it's both so i feel like the um i feel like she hulk is the first one where it's not been like a yeah the sequel is because even I mean, hawkeye is is like whatever they put kate bishop in next which i guess is also thunderbolts um maybe hopefully um, uh that
1: thunderbolts maybe. cast really <laughs> concerned me like yeah
0: so like <laughs> e- either way it's just like i feel like this is the, the this is the first time where like i feel like maybe like since loki that i feel like a season two and again having not seen it like because not knowing the I assume the finale doesn't feel like final in the way that Wandavision did, which again, sequel to Wandavision no, was. No, it not definitely feels too. like there could be more. So, like, I wonder. I really wonder if these season two are going to be bigger episodes, order if they're just kind of like testing the waters to see how how the audience responds to characters and and the views and all that. So, I wonder if they're just like, because this what ten episodes. It was nine. Nine. So I wonder if they're going to give because you know, Loki was also I think nine or Loki maybe was ten. six. I think Wandavision was nine. Was it and really, this only one is six. Nine.
1: Wow. And the rest of them have just been six, but okay. uh, I I think Loki on What If was nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what if, or no? What if was supposed to be nine, and then was supposed, the supposed to be supposed to be ten, and one yeah. to be nine. The um, I don't even know. I don't like. What if was What if was a special case. I I liked it a lot, but I also I put it at the bottom of these Marvel shows. But the uh, I I, so think I, I think just they keep I guess up with just... this way of going. I think they're they're on the right track
0: if they stick with this she hulk style right. of storytelling. I mean, I mostly just yeah, I wanted to bring that up just to say like I wonder if, you know, Loki season 2 will have a longer season or if uh, you know, She-Hulk season 2, the one, these ones that are getting renewals, are will have longer seasons if they're just you know, what what if um yeah, they don't want something to come out and have the reaction that like Inhumans got, where everybody hated it yeah. immediately, and then like n- nobody would care about the next six weeks of releases or anything like that. Um, so I wonder if they're just like kind of because six episodes, like most people will will at least be like, ah, eh, well, it really takes two or three episodes to get into it anyway. Um, and then at that point you're watching half the series, so might as well watch the other half. Like, so I feel like I feel like six is a very safe episode launch to do or episode count to do. So like, I wonder if like. I mean, *Mandalorian* was um, was it had eight? a longer season two. I think it was eight. I think, I think it was oh,
1: eight. Season then... two. I think season two was a little longer. Yeah, I think season
0: two was ten. Um, mm. and but so I feel like season one was yeah, I feel like eight, and then and then ten. I feel like, and then Boba Fett was six. Um, Boba Fett was. I feel Boba Fett was four with two episodes of the Mandalorian thrown in there. Sure, um, <laughs> but from my understanding, but yeah, no, but I feel like. Yeah, no, I feel like it was 8 and then 10. You're looking it up now, so you'll tell me i I'm looking second. it up. There were both 8. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mandalorian Either way, it wouldn't surprise eight. me if they just decided Mandalorian Season 3 <laughs> is eight, 15 episodes, you know? So, like, I guess I am I just bring that up to just be like, I'm curious if these Season 2 orders will be... Purported to also be, be 8, so I don't know. I,
1: I, I, mean, I get the impression I get it. it's expensive, that they're keep, uh, Yeah, they're expensive, and that's why they're keeping the episode counts low. I I, I don't know, I... I want them to do that and to just, you know, test the waters with lower episodes and then just give it what it needs to tell a full story. But like with a show like She-Hulk, it really was like a sitcom. Whereas like WandaVision was had sitcom elements because they were doing homages and right by the end of it, it became more of a movie and it felt more like the other Marvel shows but this one is truly like it was a situation of the week. Some of the episodes you could just watch in a vacuum. You wouldn't need to have seen what happened the previous week. You wouldn't need to see what happened the next week. i'll I'll give a little minor spoiler here for one of the episodes, but i I think the internet has done a great enough job of spoiling the fact that uh, there's a certain character from Hell's Kitchen that shows up at some point. He's teased in one episode. And then the very next episode, He's not in it. And like the internet exploded with Robble Robbles. Like, how dare you tease us? And then not give it. And like, he doesn't show up for two more episodes after that. And I just thought it was hilarious that they did that, but on the same, like they, they address it almost uh, in the next episode. Cause she goes, Nope, just a self-contained wedding episode. What were you expecting? <laughs> and then, and then they move on. So I, they know this show is, knows what it's doing. They're playing with the fourth wall, really smart. I wish they had done it a little bit more consistently in the beginning where she breaks the fourth wall, like maybe once an episode, but as they went on, they started to do it more. Uh, But I I love the fact that it, you could literally, I, I miss TV that used to be like this. Like I'm tired of 24 or 15 to 20 episode shows that require you to watch every single one of them now, or else you'll be lost because you missed some plot point. I just, what happened to old 30 minute style TV shows where I could watch episode one, four, seven, and nine and love the show, not needing to have seen everything that came before it? The streaming happened, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wish we could get back to there. And I think She Hulk, to a level, has done that. And I'd like to see them do it more. I think because they did it really well.
0: Well, I feel like talking about something that I have seen recently. So, uh,. Um... I'm going to jump and do something I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. I'm gonna, I finished letter Kenny. Um, oh, cool. I, um, I got sick like two weeks ago and then I started binging the Halloween movies. So again, like I did have time that I could, um, like but sp- like watch TV with my wife. Um, and we did, we watched some, what we do in the shadows, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, because we want to finish one show before we move on to another. So, and frankly, what we do in the shadows is just S tier TV right now. So like, um, you know, sorry, She-Hulk and Andor. I'm sure you're also up there, but, like, what we do in the shadows is excellent. So, anyway, um, so, I, like, I started watching the Halloween movies and, um, because I was sick. and But, like, I was watching them, like, while my wife was at work and after my wife goes to bed. So, like, you know, anyway. um, I, I also watched Letterkenny during that time, which I had been watching Letterkenny pretty much every night, a couple episodes, because, as I mentioned the last two months, it is the easily the most bingeable show out there to me Um, because each season is only six episodes and it's frequently like five episodes in May and then they'll release one in like June or July so like really seven episodes but it's like six episodes and then seven so it's like there's 10 seasons but it's only like 60 episodes that's like three seasons of Scrubs so um, or you know it's 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 actually not that long you know so um, especially since it's like season by season it really flies by so I I just I love this show. I'm I'm caught up and I'm hoping it seems like the trend has been like five like a, a new season in May and December. So I'm really hoping that we're going to get a new season in December now that I'm all caught up. Um it's one of those that I I immediately want to turn around and binge again. Mm-hmm. Um but like I know I shouldn't because I have all the other TV uh You've got a lot I'm on like, your to-do list. Yeah, and it's like look, I'm cut I'm trying to cut down some. I'm trying to be more selective not watch every little thing, but you know another you know 60 episodes of letter kenny like puts me back a couple more months you know, oh, and, yeah, uh, know what you mean. and like same thing too with like a sif pop writer reach out to me because he's writing an article not for sif pop about um since scrubs is turning 21 this month um he said can you send me your top like 10 or 15 episodes so i went through and i ranked my top 15 episodes <clears> uh, <throat> in order and it just made me want to go rewatch the show we again so scrubs. like I really want to, but that's an even bigger time commitment and honestly, I might still do it. So, um well,
1: I have to thank it was Foster that submitted the the best ever thing later, right? Yep. I have to thank him because uh I'm now 5 episodes into Gilmore Girls for like my fourth three <laughs> watch of this show because I you you get one of these shows that you just love and you just want to binge it again. Like well, I got like... 6 hours, right?
0: I every part every fiber of my being is itching to rewatch Newsroom to re- to rewatch scrubs and to rewatch Newsroom. Letterkenny. Like those are the three that I want to do right now. But and, and like Newsroom wouldn't be very long and neither would and Letterkenny wouldn't be that long either. And especially like most of my watching is like 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So like I root West, Westworld season 4 down here cuz I still haven't seen past the first episode. Oh no. Because I'm because I'm not going to watch Westworld at 10 p.m. like 10 p.m. and hey. later is is Letterkenny and Scrubs, you know. Sometimes you gotta start Westworld
1: season four at 10 p.m. Wake up at two in the morning and realize you're gonna have to start that
0: episode over again tomorrow. <laughs> exactly right. That's I know how I watched it. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's it's one of those like you know I'm I got a couple of uh, morning shifts <laughs> off this week, so I, I really wanted I really want to get back in the Westworld. Um, but like, yeah, like I, so I feel like letter kenny scrubs like those like um you know not not heavy shows that it's fine if you're falling asleep to are yeah are gonna letter be kenny my, is uh, one
1: that ever since you started talking about it a few weeks back or months back maybe um i've i've had it on my list and i've wanted to get to it because it i've seen clips of it and it does it looks really funny it's just there's so much to watch.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's why it's like, you know, and don't watch letter Kenny around the kiddos, but like,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it's one of those that it's like, if you, if, if the kids go down at nine and you go down at 11, like it's, there's nothing better to do with your time than to watch letter Kenny from nine to 11. Like, yeah. You know, or scrubs or like, so, like something fun, you know, end your day on a high note. I mean, you know, obviously spending time with your kids should be a high note, but like, hmm. if you just get some time to sit down and relax, you know, like, like, Nobody wants to like watch like I don't know like I I guess Hustle Dragon like too but like yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> saying like you don't want to watch something dour and depressing before going. To I know bed. what you mean. I like, if yeah. I
1: watch something like I've been watching the the scary movies lately. I make sure that I end my evening before I go up with something half hour comedy. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Just to just to lighten that mood. Otherwise, I'm going to be thinking about monsters all night long.
0: Well, and it's like just just like. It's it's perfect. At the end of the day, you know, especially like those of you that have kids, like you know, at the end of the day, you 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 went to work, you did your job, um, and then like and then you had baseball practice or whatever, you a million things for for each of the kids to do, and so you just full day, and all of a sudden it's nine o'clock, and you finally get to sit down for once in your life, and you're just like, let's go, letter, Kenny. Well, it's just it's it's perfect. So. And you know, or even like me, like work a night shift, work till close, you know just busy on your feet a lot just want to sit down have some ice cream and a beer not at the same time though because it's a bad combination um and and just watch the the show no it doesn't (laughs) that's a bad no it doesn't uh (laughs) so anyway it just yeah i'm I'm happy i I, i'm happy that i convinced you to put it on i i hope you get around to checking it out and i i hope you just experience because again it's one of those that like at, at 10 p.m. my options are something i have to do on the xbox but I'm, I, I typically don't start movies unless they're an hour and a half or yeah. or like i'm trying to like watch it for a podcast or something i typically don't start them um because i'm just afraid i might fall asleep whatever so i'm like short things because video games you could pause whenever and um and tv is just like 20 minute episodes or or yeah. even like hour-long episodes of like less heavy stuff so well, sometimes like, uh, that
1: bites you because the other night i was like um i don't have time to watch a two-hour movie and then i i watched three episodes of an hour-long television or well five-minute right. television show which was
0: ended up being like three minutes longer than the movie was and i'm like what did i do but well but the difference to me like for the 20-minute stuff is i mean it's it's every 20 minutes you get the option to yeah all right to go to bed Something now or else. not but it's but it's also like that stuff is way more light-hearted and so yeah, it demands yeah. it demands your attention less but letter kenny is a great passive show so anyway i'm glad i i I think it's it's still going strong one of the amazing things about the show is all of the characters are still in it and like to a very like prominent degree like it's 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 gone on for 10 seasons now and i although i think the first season was only in like 2017 so it hasn't been very long um but it's gone on for 10 seasons now and like there's only like two characters that were like tertiary characters from the first season that they like leave in the season premiere of season two or three. Um and it's just kind of like uh, we're going to do our own thing. And there's there's like fine bye. Like, hmm. you know, they could just but like everybody else, all them there's no recastings, there's no like we're gonna write this character off. Sometimes a character just doesn't appear for three or four episodes, but not in the main game But it's just like it's just remarkable. Like ten seasons later, and they've even like added some recurring characters. Um it's just remarkable that they're able to do that. Um, and it's so much, like I said, it's so much fun. It's, it feels like hanging out with your buddies. Uh, it's great. And so naturally, since I finished letter Kenny, I had to watch Shorzy and um, I really like Shorzy. So I waited until I was finished with letter Kenny, like entirely, which I think the, I think Shorzy was it, it like, was released between seasons nine and 10. Um, no, no, no. It's, seasons uh it's it's after season 10 but they did one of those things where like Letterkenny had an episode released later because it was like for international women's day so i think shorzy came out between then anyway shorzy's only six episodes also and it's great it's it's a it's more hockey which i like um and shorzy's a character that you learn like very quickly fall in love with um and introduces a whole new cast that you immediately fall in love with and it's great so i really liked shorzy i still prefer letter kenny which shocks me because <laughs> I started watching Letterkenny, because I, I, like, I really like hockey, and I'd heard, you know, it's Canada, and there's hockey players, but, like, there's hockey a little bit. It's really not much. Yeah. Um, there's a couple players that play hockey that are part of the, like, normal group. But that's, like, that's it. Um, but I, I just, I like Letterkenny more. <laughs> so, um, I mean, 10 seasons versus one season, too, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, throw it on it, though. <laughs> why not? Right. So, yeah, the, anyway, they're It's, it's just so bingeable and I, I, I won't start it again immediately. So anyway, I, I just might, you watch me, you watch me ignore Andor and She-Hulk. Watch.
1: watch... Six months from now, we'll be on again and you'll be like, all right, listen, I haven't gotten to She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Andor, Secret Invasion.
0: Still haven't watched Book of Boba Fett. But
1: I've seen Letterkenny six more times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um... So, let's see, that's pretty much half of my list. I just have two more things to talk about. Uh, all right, so let, me, we'll, let me go through some
1: three real quick ones that you probably haven't seen. Um, Solar Opposites had a new season. It's just as funny as the previous seasons, if you like it. I would highly recommend it. Um, have you seen the show at all?
0: No, it was one of those that was on my list, like, when it first came out. But, I don't I really need to just go through my list. It may still be on my, like, watch list, but I really just need to go through and um i really just need to go through and just start taking off stuff Um, it's it's
1: a real quick watch they're 10 episode season 30 minutes a pop they did a christmas special in between i think seasons two and three (laughs) and that was really funny they do um a jingle they have like a holodeck program where they do they play the movie jingle all the way but then they like get stuck in it and it's like a nightmare and it's it's really fun um, but season three is really great. Again, they they further the story of there's a wall of shrunken down people in the kids room and they continue that story arc. I definitely give it a chance uh, if you've had a shot. Um, have you seen any of Harley Quinn
0: yet? No, uh, that's that's one that is staying on my queue. It's another um, I will get around run, to it soon. Yeah. Only like
1: six to eight episodes they're 30 minutes again really funny they, i'm i'm really impressed with this show um my favorite character who's not even really in it is bane because they make fun of him so badly he talks like "hurroo," <laughs> he gets all he gets all like, like dark Knight
0: rises yeah
1: but but like the everyone in the in the entire place treats him like he's a dunce and no like god bane's back again just go away bane like it's amazing. so amazing. So definitely check that one out. And then this one, I, I assume you haven't seen uh, because it, this one's a little longer. It's uh, the Sandman on
0: Netflix. No, again, on my queue. Um, I, I I, I, it's probably one of those that's on my queue now, but six months from now, I'll take it off. It's it's worth keeping on because
1: when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, oh, it looks like they're about to destroy this show. And because I read the books years ago. And I started watching it and I was like, this is actually really good. And then I, I picked up uh, copies of the books and I was reading along with each episode. I was blown away by how actual like they followed the story. And in fact, the changes they made are better than like you would never hear that when people say, oh, the book's better. In this case, I think the show is better. I think he he sat there for 20 years or 30 years now and was like, what do I do? How do I make this story better? And he 100% nails it. Uh, Neil Gaiman is just amazing. Uh, David Thewlis is in it, but unlike Harry Potter <clears> 3, <throat> Robert, <clears throat> he's not wasted. So uh, you should definitely, definitely keep that one on your list. Trying. I'm going to edit right.
0: that out just to spite you. Don't <laughs> you dare, you monster. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no! Keep Robert, going, if Robert, man. If Robert can do it every month that he's on, you can <laughs> I, do it every six months. That you're I can do it. I'm
1: gonna. We're gonna get there, dude. Him being on the podcast, <laughs> hearing my name and Harry Potter three in the same sentence is like it makes my entire month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I think it's time we talk about what we do in the Shadow Season Four, since that's one we both that's have fair. seen
0: that's fair yeah no i'm going through my list right now and i just deleted some stuff from my list i at one point took off solar opposites because i'm just like i maybe one day i'll get around to it but like it, it's one of those things where like movies tv and video games um i'm only into i only have time for two of them at a time so i get really into two of them and tv has been on the back burner since i finished scrubs that makes sense um, and tv's injured, hard because so there's like, so it's more hard. of it there's There's always a new, especially with all the, the shows, uh, all the streaming service, like there's always more and like you hear incredible things and it's like, I'm going to watch letter jackets or yellow jackets because of of how, how amazing the praise has been. But it's like, I don't know when I'll get around to it. And it's like, not not only that but one showtime, it was showtime, but, but it's also one of those where it's like there's plenty of stuff with a back catalog like sopranos Mm -hmm. and boardwalk empire and west wing like i'm not missing out on those you know i've not seen any of those also
1: and i have always wanted to i have the wire on mine that i'm just like kicking myself for still having not seen it
0: yeah so like it's one of those that like the tv is such a back catalog and then and then there's also like if you ever want to rewatch stuff you know Mm -hmm. so um like then it's like i still haven't seen queen's gambit and remember when that was like the most popular thing oh ever like in the before times yeah. that was pre-covid i know <laughs> so like anyway it's just one of those um tv video like it was tv uh and then uh, and then um it, it was it was video games that was getting the out and then i played red dead redemption 2 and it just reignited my love for video games so I was watching Scrubs and playing Red Dead Two nonstop when COVID started, and you know, mm. I finished Scrubs, and now it's just like I watch a little TV here and there, but I pretty much only watch what I watch with my wife, and then I play video games at night. Now that I'm done with Letterkenny, that's pretty much all I do. Anyway, Um, yeah, so let's let's get around. I just I need to go through and just clean up all my actual cues as well, <laughs> just to go through things. And I like because there's also like shows that I want to rewatch, like because it's been ten years or whatever, like. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, it's one of those things too that like I'm married now, so like I I so desperately want to take my wife through Barry, um, and I so desperately want to take her through um Ted Lasso, and oh, I so desperately want to take her through um uh I mean Letterkenny at this point. Um, we did Parks and Rec, we did Brooklyn Nine Nine, we did The Good Place. She took me through The Good Place, actually. Uh, we, but like, I so desperately want to take her through um uh dang it there was another one that i was thinking of that's also like um oh it's always sunny in philadelphia oh so that's
1: one that me and my wife still try and watch together too we have grown apart in likes when it comes to tv she's more ever since we had kids she doesn't really like watching dramas and she's definitely more into like reality stuff. And I absolutely can't stand reality shows. So we don't really watch that, but there are a few like the, la- the good place and always sunny are ones that we, we still watch together. And that's yeah. that one. When, whenever they come back, we'll, we'll, we'll get like a chunk and we'll just like do a night where we'll watch a whole bunch of them.
0: Those well, are and again, good. It's like, it's like, I would have watched, you know, she hoped by now, but it's like I'm waiting till we can watch them together and yeah. our schedules just we don't have a ton of time together right now. I so. just watched
1: <laughs> Cobra Kai season three. Still haven't seen any of it, but it's unlike you. I've been it's been I i we watched season two the week it came out because we watched season one the week before and we watched season two right after on Netflix and then they did they announced season 3 and we we were going to watch it and she's the reason that it took me 4 years to, or whatever it was to yeah. to actually I'm like I'm not I'm not waiting for you
0: any longer I'm just watching the show now so I watched all yeah. of season
1: 3 in like a week and now I'm on 4 but but yeah it's I'm it, hoping it's hard. I'm
0: hoping we fixed we we've wanted we've put an extra pressure on TV recently so um so like I I hope that we like are actually going to like buckle down and just start doing a bunch of TV. Um, Cause we've been doing more movies together recently. So like, yeah. I, I hope we just buckle down and start, um, which we have with what we do in the shadows. Cause we watched, we sat down and watched a bunch of episodes back to back. Cause I think I was like, oh, in the is start season? Um, all right. So the last episode I watched, I'm, I'm like pretty early on in season four. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah the last... I don't want to
1: spoil too much for you. Cause it's fun. The
0: last episode we watched was, oh, shoot. I don't even know. I have to look up our Hulu um, thing because because we were still like in the middle of season three, like and then we and then we watched because I was sick. We watched like four episodes in a row and then watched like four more episodes in a row. Did um, you get to um
1: the private school episode?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Oh. That's my favorite episode. It's episode five. It's my favorite episode of the whole season. It's so funny because they, they're trying to enroll the ba- the child Colin Robinson into a private school, but he doesn't have parents. He, do- he doesn't live in a traditional household. So they have the headmaster of the school come and they're constantly having to hypnotize him. And it's it's so funny. I don't want it to give too much away, but like it's it's the most wacky episode. I, I was a little down on season three. I thought that uh, the best episode was the Atlantic City one, and then the rest of it was just kind of meh. It was definitely not as robbery. good as season one and two, at least for me. Um, I mean, I laughed. It just it wasn't like I had been like hard cackling throughout the show for the first two seasons, and season three just didn't do it for me. But this one, I think, is back on track. I, every episode just really hits just right. The the gin that uh, Nandor summons is just so
0: funny. So and the fact he's so to think... many wishes. I'm trying to think. I, th- I think the last episode I watched was the one where he wishes for a bigger penis. Yeah, um,
1: that episode was so, and, they, and they're they have sitting so there many... and they're trying to figure out all the, all right, well, this is a, you want to make sure you say this, but not this. Yeah. I, and then they still
0: wind up like he still winds up tricking them somehow. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the opening of not just vampire club. So three episodes into season four is where we're at. Okay. You, um, you, you will enjoy this season.
1: I guarantee it. It's, such I, a fun time
0: i think season three was totally I mean, it's a little step down from seasons one and two but like season one and two are both 10 out of 10s and season three yeah. was a nine out of 10 uh
1: um, i would make it know. a
0: seven out of ten but i mean I,
1: that's still great you they're still firing on most cylinders i really like i really like the show as a whole it's just so fun and so funny
0: yeah i'm, I'm looking like the the casino the the atlantic city one was was great but there's the Uh, um, there's the one where they have the cloak of duplication to go hit on the the girl. Uh, but even that first episode where Guillermo's in prison and, and he's like, can easily get out and he goes and he cleans while they're all sleeping and they're like, Oh no, I'm here. And they keep on feeding him raw chicken. Like it's, uh, the wellness center one was really good too, where the rejects vampirism. Um, so yeah uh, and then of course what a, what a really fun way to end the season um like between oh, the baby colin God. robinson and all the other stuff so yeah i mean i'm in, i'm really enjoying it um private school is in two episodes like but you'll you'll like that one really and there's
1: one where they go to a farmer's market a va- like a, or a black market the, the vampire black market and they uh there's a there's a familiar fight club that guillermo gets sucked into it's
0: so fun that's amazing I can't <laughs> wait um oh that's our next episode uh, amazing so yeah I it's one of those that like we sit we'll sit down and watch um, sometimes it's one um but but mo- more frequently it's like we'll just watch two or three at a time so it'll take like two sittings so maybe we'll get it done by the, the end of this week maybe by the time this episode is live who knows um <laughs> so anyway um but yeah I think we want to be more more focus I think we want to put a more focus on TV but it's also one of those that like I think we I think we really want to get caught up on you know the the Marvel and Star Wars stuff like the stuff that's actually important and then then maybe she'll let me take her through Ted Lasso um so anyway
1: Nick you watching House of the Dragon <laughs> just specifically for this I had nice. watched episodes one and two back <laughs> maybe a few weeks after it came out I didn't watch it right at the time I am like most people and did not care for the last season. So I was like kind of checked out. I don't really want to watch the show. But if people say it's good, I'll check it out. And that's what happened. The They all said it was good. And so I watched the first two episodes and I disagreed wholeheartedly with them. So I stopped. But then I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Aaron, Aaron keeps saying he's watching it. So I'm going to watch it so we can have a fun conversation here. Um,
0: so are you I, caught, caught up, up. or completely okay. caught up other than I haven't watched tonight's episode yet? Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to give my opinion. first. What do you think? I think the show gets better every single week.
1: I think it gets uh... worse every single week. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this... <laughs> what do you like about it?
0: I like how this, fe- I, I feel <laughs> the way that game of Thrones people felt when game of Thrones was on because it took me and I, I know I said this last month. It took me, like, until season six, until I truly loved Game of Thrones. I mean, I would love episodes really? here and there. But in, until season six, until I was ever, like, fully, I'm in. And it also helped that, that season six was live as I was watching seasons one through five. Um, and I was able to catch up, like, in time to watch the finale, like, the night that it premiered. Um, okay. so I think, like, season six was going to premiere, and I was getting caught up. And I was still in, like, season four when season six was premiering. And I eventually got caught up and watched the finale like the next day um so for me it anyway, was four it was
1: a... i four was out and I, when i started so i was able to binge the first four seasons and then i just had to wait a few months until five came out but so uh, i fell in so love with I it like... probably around season end of season two that was okay, where it, it hit just... me
0: it's, it to me. It's just sensory overload. There's a million names to know and destinations and practices and keeping up on like all these different things and also just knowing that anybody can die at any point and then it really doesn't matter what happened with their character in the past because they're dead now and there's no like like the whole like red wedding stuff which is excellent and terrific but then it's just like all the stuff that Rob <laughs> and his mom were doing. Rob's are just, all of just a sudden, gone. Like, never mentioned. Like it's just like none of it matters. So, uh, especially cause then like one of the seasons finales or season premieres, I think it's, is it seven, it's seven or eight, but it's just, it's just Aria killing the people that, that right, yeah yeah. Yeah. It's just I, like, it was seven. that's the end of that arc. Like that's, that's it. Um, so it's just also knowing that any of this can be completely futile at any moment. And it ah. also just feels like there's the whole, like winter is coming at the beginning, but it's like, it's taking forever. Like, yeah, it did. Um, so, <laughs> it, so that was I, what I loved
1: about it though. That, the fact that it was it was so dense i i literally would tell people like you're not going to understand game of thrones until you've seen every episode at least twice and because that's so- how it was for me i literally had to watch i watched seasons one through four and then right before season five came out i watched them again and what i did i was like oh it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah
0: so like i'm really excited i will watch the show again at one point um but it's just one of those that like it's so it was so hard for me to follow versus house of the dragons is in an already existing universe <laughs> granted 200 years prior but it's in an already existing universe and it only focuses on house uh, targaryen so, that's so I that's not boring <laughs> That's fine. Look, it's fine, but it's just it's significantly easier for me to follow. But yeah. a much more contained story allows you to get much deeper with with each of the characters, as opposed to like trying to go deep with forty different characters. Wow, I, like I you can that... only go, you can either only go so deep, or it makes
1: jumps. But they're so not it's like,
0: going deeper. That's the
1: problem. It's also surface level, and they all just want. I I, I don't want Renard to be the queen. I want to be the queen i don't i want to be the king no i want to. Like that's all it is for eight episodes now <laughs> oh, the most interesting character is the king patty constantine i think his name is like the, the character the actor who plays him yeah I yeah, yeah. he's great he's so fun to watch because he's like not your typical game of thrones character this guy should have he's been a good dead person after episode one and so yeah. the fact that he's managed to hold on to his throne and he's literally, I made a joke uh, last week because by the end of the, the, each episode, they keep jumping in time. He was, do uh, you ever see Muppet treasure Island? Yeah. Old Tom, dead, uh, dead Tom and really dead Tom. I'm like, this is the King's progression. Like he's old. Uh, he's, he's old. He's really old. He's really dead. Like, it's yeah. so, he's so oh. interesting. Like the crap he's had to go through and everyone else just bores me. I don't, I don't know. Like I can't get into it.
0: The time, the time jumps kind of keep me like from really, like really loving the show. But ultimately I just, I think I'm enjoying it more than I, more than I was game of Thrones, especially the first season, just because it's focused and there's not necessarily, like there is, there is character depth to some degree, but like you're, you're right. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of its surface level, but like, I thought this last episode was remarkable. Um and so as we're recording this, oh, um, yes, I will agree with you
1: on that. It was a good episode. Hold on,
0: are we talking about the episode that premiered today or last week?
1: Last week, I didn't see today's. Okay, so the because episode we're recording and there's an episode live. Dinner yes, and the kids are a little older now, yes. and yes. they they kind of make amends as such. Yes. sort of. Yes, I I really did enjoy that episode more. However, I would have really enjoyed that episode if it was episode two. Because now it feels like the story's actually starting. Sure. And it's been dragging me along for well, I mean, it hasn't even been really dragging me. I haven't even had to wait oh every week. I watched it all this week. I watched the first two and then I watched four more. But the uh <clears throat> the time jumps are killing me. But the, yeah, the time really, jumps are it really weird. It's the characters that I just cannot get behind game of thrones had duplicitous evil characters like Littlefinger and cersei and lady tyrell to a degree and varus characters that you know they're working things out behind the scenes and sure. this show doesn't have any of those characters maybe the one guy that hobbles he might like he he okay, he says like you. he says like i'm a little evil but i'm not gonna do anything like and it's so annoying because it's like do something, and I, I feel like they're getting there. But like, guess what? Next week's the penultimate episode. So really, what can they do in two episodes this week? Oh, that's right. This week's the penultimate, and next like, week's the, the one finale. the one
0: that premiered today. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the so... that's two episodes to go. And I mean, I I have the the Fire and Blood book, and I, I just out of curiosity pulled it out. There are literally four hundred pages in this book before they even get to what this show is. And then this show only constitutes maybe about like 200 pages of what is left of the book. And I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, why on earth would you have skipped all of this stuff that is like this thick? It's like this thick of a book. And that much got skipped, and like, that's how much the show is. And I don't... I'm sorry, podcast listeners, I used my fingers to describe it. But I I just don't get it. I don't get why they're the choices they're making like the lady who had the baby or didn't have the baby, I should say. And then decided suicide by dragon was the way to go. Like the previous scenes in that episode, she was like trying to get her husband to like, Hey, your kids, you have other kids. Like you should maybe love your kids. I'm going to peace out because you need to do this now. Like, I don't get it. No mother would, would sacrifice herself when she still got two other kids going. Like, these characters don't They're, make sense to me, and I, I don't. The, I don't the get
0: characters it. sometimes don't make sense because of the time jumps, and it's also one of those things where it's like, especially the kids, where you're just like, "Which kid was that again?" Oh, yeah, well, too. give one Nailed of them an eye patch, game. that way they can figure out which one it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, um, so like you're the the show is frustrating, but I think part of it is like the show is supposed to take place over a long period of time, just like Game of Thrones, and I just feel like there's certain parts of Game of Thrones that we could have skipped over and so I yeah. feel like how by the time jump it's like well, this point, House of how Dragon they go, is more that?
1: time than Game of Thrones the show itself
0: I feel like yes because
1: there was because that's why they changed actresses which I thought that blows my mind because it's a 10 year time jump I think they said and that's yeah. why they changed the actresses but if you think about it the course of Game of Thrones did Amelia Clarke look different from the beginning of the episode season to the end the last episode of the show like a she looked bit. like a little bit but not All enough right, to little. change you wouldn't think to change actresses like yeah. I, I feel like the the two actresses they had were very strong at the very least R- renaria i guess is her renaria yeah the, the main one um i really liked that girl i think the the actress Me too. Is, yeah was really Millie like
0: Alcock or, yes, Alcock or, something. She, Alcock or something yeah she really She's great. held
1: the show together and the second she disappeared i immediately lost interest in the show and i, I... like rate uh it it took me until this
0: week it took me until this week to like the two older characters uh the two older actors
1: i think olivia cook is doing her character better but i don't think i i I really and i feel bad to say that it's not the actress's fault it's just the other actress was just so much more engaging and so to have her be gone it's like the character i was following is also gone well and and why
0: not why not use a a recasting at a season's break, as opposed to the or middle that. of a season, that would be interesting. Yeah. T- that
1: would be better, I guess, to sh- tell the right. story. Be, tell us yeah. a whole less story. Jarring. Yeah, it's so. just it's it's a show that yeah, like I, I, I said, wanted I think... to, I wanted to be good, but it did exactly what I expected was going to happen, and that's why I'm sad.
0: <laughs> I'm just. I just I feel like I'm game, experiencing Game of Thrones the way that everybody else was when Game of Thrones first started. Except again, it's on a much sm- smaller scale. Yeah. And again, I feel like by skipping around, it it makes it feel believable because you can feel time pass. I mean, Viserys lived for like four episodes too long. Uh, you know, con- considering how frail he was, and he, and all he that. really not not he just held on, man trusting.
1: Yeah, he really did. That well, and, that throne was killing him. And man, uh, i I'm,
0: I'm also like. I'm just like pissed because uh, the they have the um the the first episode, I think maybe the second episode, like shows him like cut himself on the Iron Throne and then it's like infected the next episode. And yeah. it's like it didn't it didn't matter. Like he 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 doesn't die from tetanus
1: like <laughs> and he doesn't like holy right. whatever they're doing, those maesters, they've they've got some kind of good medicine. But so it's like I, one of those, it's like that, that didn't lead to anything. Anyway, it's just, that, I, I feel like you I'm hit it right on the time. head. Most of the stuff they keep introducing doesn't really lead to anything because the time jump yes. is one because it's like, oh, look at this. And the other show would have played that out over episodes. But this one, it's, it jumps like a year and it's like,
0: no, that, that's not important anymore. I feel like this, this show is doing a really good job of being a slow build um it's definitely a slow build yes so is game of thrones <laughs> um but
1: during um, that slow build other interesting things
0: happened that was that's I, that's what's up to, to me i feel like literally anything can happen at any moment and it's one of those where like episode i think five there was the the one where um I, i'm just gonna spoil this episode because i don't care it's been out long enough uh the one where it ends with Kristen, sir Kristen, like beating the Beating the oh, face beating in. The, of the death. The, Yeah. Yeah. Because it's at, like, it's at the, the pre-wedding for, uh, it's the wedding for um, uh, Renera and the, mm-hmm. the other guy. Yeah. And um, it's it, like that episode. Like I was convinced like, all right, King's dead. This is the episode he dies. And it just, it didn't happen for like three more episodes or whatever. And so it was just like, uh, well, it's just well, one of those.
1: Why would it, you jump there too? Like, that was a major thing. He murdered a dude at a wedding. And then I would love to see the consequences of that five years later, or 10 years later or whatever it was. It's like, it's It's, crazy. I mean, it's one of those
0: things where like, <laughs> I, I feel like, like, I feel like you're right where I, I kind of feel like there are some things that are just like, this didn't matter. But also like, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to say this thing didn't matter until we know for sure. It didn't like, I feel you're right. It's a, it's a slow show but I feel the slow burn. I feel like this show is, is I feel like so far we are following a gunpowder trail and there's a, there's a keg in the, in the finale and it's about to explode and it's going to be fantastical and everything will have paid off. Like I, I agree
1: just, with I, you on that point. Cause I so think like, what they've done is they've built along
0: for the slow bird. I Murray, think they've is, built is, up
1: this show to then give us probably the best season two that we've ever seen.
0: Sure. So I guess it's just a matter of like again. I didn't particularly care for the first bit of Game of Thrones, but I'm really liking this because again, I feel like it's they're setting up they're they're setting up a chessboard is what they're doing, and right like they're setting up the chessboard in order for people to actually start playing. Yeah. The the finale, or now now that the king is dead, people can actually start playing. I'm laughing because um, I haven't. Or, or, or at least <laughs> sorry. Or like or like we're starting to move pieces
1: right. that aren't pawns. You know. I just put in my note, I had in my notes that uh, Game of Thrones was chess the show is checkers.
0: <laughs> I mean fa- fair but again it's it's I feel like more like yeah again like we're finally getting to the point where they're starting to move pieces other than pawns you know. Yeah. So you're right. No um, you are right. You, I just did, I, look, I I look, I'm, not, I'm not on board with it. Game of Thrones is is probably the better show. Um at least the first couple of seasons, right? It's, it's probably the better. The better show, show. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm willing to like Say that. I, it might, but I'm just saying it, personally I'm, it I'm the the benefit of enjoying it. It could House the get Dragon better. War. You're right. It it absolutely and, could get better. And here's the thing. Do you typically like slow burns? Like do you it depends.
1: Like, it really just depends on if the slow burn has enough to keep me interested. This one is just it keeps shaking me up and all over the place. Like a slow burn if they if they were consistent with this story that they were telling over a time frame. But the fact that they keep jumping time frames by years. It it mm. almost says to me like, oh, if this was so important, wouldn't the consequences happen sooner? sure like, they just sure. they just sit and they stew for you ye- she's the queen is sitting and stewing for the better part of two decades until sure. we finally get it. And I think it's just I, it's probably I also wonder it, it's reading like a, a textbook more than a story. And that's that's fair. I, I like story first.
0: I also wonder if now that we've gotten to the king is dead, if we're going to stop seeing time jumps, I hope, like, I hope so too. Like at the very least starting starting season two, like no more like big time jumps just cause like, it feels like again, like taking season one to set up where the show like can really start to move, you know? Yeah. Um, well, like I mean, it, 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 up... it almost feels like the episode that we just watched um, episode eight could have been the season finale yes um,
1: it could have I mean,
0: it obvi- obviously not massive but like really feels like okay now the show is going to go to the places that it said it was going to now i, I think ideally you don't want it you don't want to have th- this is a pilot season right yeah that's true like so that's that's the way i view the show this is a pilot season there was no pilot episode there this is a pilot season or it's at least almost a prequel uh, of or at least its a- own show at least it's a pilot eight episodes because we are now, again, we're slower. I'm just along for the ride, and I just, I don't have the connection to Game of Thrones that people do to to care, um, that it's probably not as good, and um, that's fair. But, and and again, as somebody who got on the Game of Thrones train way late, I think it's just me being like, oh, this is what you guys saw. Uh, But again, on a much smaller scale, so, and I like the small scale because, again, my biggest problem with Game of Thrones is, like, it's, it's so much to introduce and granted, like, I think they did it the best they could, but it's just so much to introduce. I was always just going to be like, Oh, this is too much. It, hurt. <laughs> it was so, a lot. It really was. I didn't yeah. learn and most I, of and the I characters, this recently names. Too, but it was, it's the same thing for uh, the first X-Men movie to me. Cause I had no history with X-Men. It was just like, this is so much. I, I don't like this movie. And I like the movie now that I've seen the rest of the
1: year. No, you said last week is right about that movie. It, it assumes that you know the old X-Men cartoon, and it assumes that you know yeah. the old, the comics at least, and it just gets right in with that movie.
0: I, I agree with that. And it's fine in hindsight, yeah. but it was just like, it wasn't meant for somebody who doesn't know the X-Men. So anyway. Yeah, I uh, agree so anyway, uh we got to move on. Uh sure. let's talk uh <laughs> just give me your hot take. My hot take is
1: um I'm tired of uh alleged Star Wars fans complaining that there's too much Star Wars stuff in their Star Wars. Like <laughs> it's driving me insane that all the takes on these shows are you should they need to get rid of stop it with all the Skywalker stuff. I'm tired of Skywalkers. Like he that how do you like they don't want Jedi. They don't want Skywalkers. They do... it's like, what do you want? Why? Like if you take all the Star Wars out of it, then it's just generic sci-fi show. <clears throat> I really enjoyed the expanded universe, and I really thought that they built it out really well. And most of those books did have Han, Luke and Leia at the forefront. But there were so many of them that didn't. But what happened was, there was a through line. Han, Luke, and Leia's story was the through line. And all the other stories happened around them. And you got to meet all these new characters, new places, new ideas, new new planets. It, it didn't all take place on the same planet. It was It wasn't all just these three characters. They built it out to the point where at a certain point in the books, most of the story... Was not the Skywalker's, but they were always still around. They always had their moment. It was if it wasn't their kids, it was Rogue Squadron. It was other characters that we had met throughout all of these books. And when people they see these movies and the shows and they go, "I'm so tired of this element of Star Wars," it's like that's why it's Star Wars. Stop complaining about what they're giving us and freaking them out behind the scenes because. Somebody said it on another podcast, like the fact that we haven't gotten another Star Wars movie in several years now, and they don't even have one really planned to come out like with a release date is mind blowing. And I said this years ago when Disney bought it and they canceled the EU altogether. I'm like, people who really love this universe, read all of these books, stayed with the franchise, loved the the expanded universe, the games, the comics, the books, everything. And they're the ones that they should have catered to. They should have catered to me, the nerd who buys 15 Star Wars books a year. Not the people who just watch the movies, because guess what? They stopped watching everything Star Wars once the movies went away. And that's what's happening now. The only people left are either the people who are really trolly and complainy, or the people who really love it, and the people who really love it are just like, like me, I just, I don't get it. Like, you're not, You're not doing Star Wars. You're trying to do something else. And for the most part, Andor is very Star Wars without those elements that people wanted them to get rid of. But, like, I, I feel like we need to see some kind of Jedi thing or Force thing enter Andor soon. Because it's starting to just be not Star Wars and just political rebellion empire stuff. Which is great, but... I need more Star Wars in my Star Wars, and I need people to stop saying to stop taking sure. putting in the it's Star okay. Wars stuff. So, well, in my, my like,
0: take. that's fine, and like, well, and Rogue One I think is my second or third favorite <laughs> Star Wars movie. Um, but it, it's it's remarkable how much that movie is not Star Wars, but it f- still feels in the universe. So, like, y- the only <clears throat> like Force user you have is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they talk about the kyber crystals and. Um, and like, there, there's plenty of stuff that like ground it in star Wars. Um, there's, cause there's even the, yeah. like Chirrut, like feels the force. He's not a Jedi, but he's a like force sensitive. So like, yeah, or at, um, at least slightly so, like,
1: implied that he is, I would hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, plenty of, plenty of stuff there to still like, yeah, this still feels uniquely star yeah. Wars, even though there's one scene with a lightsaber in it. So anyway, um, all right. Um, I can't think of a TV hot take. I'm sure I have one, but um, I have to do these every month. Yeah. A while. I, and we just got to move on. So uh, no worries. next month I'll have something that I'll be pissed. Off. I don't watch enough TV. Now, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe my hot take will just be that. Like you don't have to release weekly. You don't have to release, you know, release daily or three weeks. Who cares? Releasing like, a strategy if, that fits the show. If If people like your show, they'll watch it. If people mm-hmm. don't, you know whatever so anyway um i like the whole like do three at a time for your first episode but it's like release three at a time every two or three weeks because especially especially since all these continue watchings like mm-hmm. they're gonna continue watching so or or like you know send app notifications you know hey more and or yeah anyway, yeah that'd be smart to watch yeah. it All right. uh, Foster suggested that we do a best ever challenge covering pilot episodes. So let's do that. We'll do our favorite episodes. Best ever challenge styles. Best ever challenge style. So number five to number one, we have Trump rules and honorable mentions. (laughs) Honorable mentions. Just get a mention um, at the end. uh, But we could talk about the number five to number one briefly. Um, So um, I'm going to start. Go for it. My number five. I went back and forth on this for a couple. I went with Supernatural.
1: Oh, that almost made it for me. That was a a definite uh, honorable mention.
0: I I never finished the show. The first five (laughs) seasons of Supernatural are incredible to me.
1: That's Uh, perfect TV right there.
0: Four is a low low point. Two is kind of a low point a little bit. But like seasons one, three, and five are incredible. Uh, Really remarkable filmmaking. Same with 24, oddly enough. Wow. Same thing. Supernatural and 24, I would say watch the first five seasons then stop and and two and four are gonna uh, no four season four twenty. Anyway, um, but the pilot is is actually an incredible way to set up the world, to introduce the brothers, um, to introduce like what is going on. It's not the best episode of the first couple seasons because there are some incredible episodes in the series, even in the first couple seasons. But it is it is a really fantastic pilot that really gets you into the world and um, um, and also just sets up not too much. Like it doesn't really set up too much like ongoing storyline, but it just kind of introduced like, Hey, demons are real. Here's how they get rid of them. You ready for like a, a fun, like demon of the week kind of thing fashioned ghost that, that story has a... to start you out. Right. Like, yeah, because I mean, the ghost story is great too, but then you also have the whole thing about like Sam's in college and he's trying to get yeah. out of this life, but then his girlfriend is killed by the <laughs> demon that kills. Yeah. Great, great pilot with a great ending. Yeah, so... it really
1: was. I, I liked that one a lot. I I would have kept watching it too uh but I remembered then that I I hate the second episode so I turned it off. Uh that was the Wendigo mm. one. But yeah, I agree that the Supernatural premiere it it gets you exactly what you need with these characters, this world, the ongoing story for the entire like we got to find Dad and see what's going on and it it's such a fun show. I it only just missed out on my my list because I've got five better. And I think you're going to trump my number 5. Let's do That's it. Ted Lasso.
0: No, no, really. I've was... no re respectable,ly honorable mention.
1: I had, I had, I w- I jumped back and forth on my number five for a while, um, mainly because pilot episodes are hard. They're they're almost generally the worst episode of the show's offerings, give or take. But like, they're they're meant to just hook you and get you going, and. I took Ted Lasso off after having watched a whole bunch of others, but then I watched Ted Lasso again and I was like, no, this its just Bill Lawrence it's like... story structure. He gets it so perfectly and he makes characters that are so endearing. And I think at the end of the episode, you I've ended, I ended up laughing a ton and I also was a little heartbroken for Ted and I wanted to keep watching to find out more. So that's He's, why it's, if I five. went
0: back and rewatched it, I'm sure I would put it out there, but it's, but it's one of those things I, didn't even think of it um but i'm sure I, again give me enough time and i would have um but i'm mostly thinking like when did ted lasso hook me i mean i feel like it was immediately but like when when did i realize that it's it's not just a great show but it's legitimately probably the best show on it's either that or barry um episode six i think is the right one the one two-year-old show i'm gonna spoil it The one where um, where Ted decides to let his wife divorce him, like where he agrees Uh, to sign the paper. Um, That's really where the show is all of a sudden the best show on TV, at least tied with it. So, yeah, Um, but I'm great choice. I just again, if I'm sure if I rewatch the pilot, I would I would maybe put it at number five, maybe number four. But um, yeah, can't argue with it. I just didn't think of it. There are a lot of good ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, My number four is Newsroom. Don't have it cool. on the list. I,
1: I think I saw it once years ago and I never watched it again. So,
0: Newsroom has yeah. like one of the most popular clips from a TV that's, show that's of all the time. the one that,
1: where the girl asks him why we're America's yeah. great. Or something. Why is yeah, America the greatest country in the world? And he's, yeah,
0: it's, yeah. it's one of the things that like everybody has seen that clip, but a lot of people don't know it's from Newsroom. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people haven't seen <laughs> Newsroom. Uh, I know a lot of people have, but like the general population, like a lot of people didn't know it was from a tv show i mean maybe because jeff daniels because he's popular enough but <laughs> but also like couldn't tell you what tv show it was from um and look that's not the reason why um, it's definitely a part of the reason what makes that pilot so memorable um but just seeing like that's the events that start to unfurl this and you can kind of see like you get introduced to all the characters but also the the first episode is the Deepwater horizon incident and it really kind of gives you a glimpse of what you're going to see so you like you you're going to see um because it's uh, you're introduced to the like main editor, and you're introduced to um, the Olivia Munn character, and you're introduced to Dev Patel and Allison Brie no not Allison Brie Allison Pill uh, and you're introduced to um, uh, John Gallagher Jr.'s character Jim I think I don't know um, can't remember right now but uh, but you're introduced to all these characters and their roles. And again, there's just the moment where all of a sudden there's just a bunch of like drama on the and Emily Mortimer character, you know, and you know, there's some past history, and of course, Charlie. Um, but there's the uh, all of a sudden you just see everybody's kind of in this like really tense situation. And then all of a sudden the news starts breaking on Deepwater Horizon and everybody just starts working together. And it's just magic to see it happen. Um, and then you also just feel like, oh, this show, at least this season is going to do like real news events. Um. so like they did Deepwater Horizon they did uh, Gabby Giffords the senator that was shot um, they did um, uh, Osama bin Laden getting killed um, they remarkable first season remarkable show yeah remarkable pilot
1: that one's still on my list of shame I only ever got to the second episode and then and then I think we lost a free HBO weekend so I didn't I didn't get any further than that yeah is great. Uh all right, Nick, what's your number 4? My number 4 is how I met your mother. Honorable mention for me. Okay. That I it other than the way it ended or I it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I I really enjoy it. It's like exactly my type of humor. That 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 um, that first episode, it perfectly introduces all the characters. It gives them all something really funny to do. It, I watched this show back when it first came out and like this was Neil Patrick Harris was Doogie Howser, and that guy that his cameo the guy in, from Harold in, and, Kumar. In and Kumar like that. That's what Neil Patrick Harris was at the time. So he just absolutely crushes this role and it's just so perfect in it. And all of them are They're They're just so Marshall is so earnest. Lily is so blunt. I love they introduce Ranjit, the taxi driver who is like mm-hmm. in the show periodically throughout the entire series. Like the blue French horn is like an iconic piece of imagery from that show. It's just it was so great. I I just I had such a great time rewatching that first episode. It was so fun.
0: The, well, the one thing that's really remarkable about that, and you'll be surprised a show that I don't have on my list. Um, it is. It is consistently the same show. A lot of times you see pilots, especially for comedies, and they're not the same. Or like I, during COVID, I watched, uh, I rewatched Las Vegas, which was like a nostalgia trip for me. And like the pilot has like the main character narrating stuff and mm. narration was never part of the show. Like I
1: remember that. Yeah.
0: A bunch of that kind of stuff where it's just like weird, but like how I met your mother was like, you have the Bob Saget narration. Um and also like what a really interesting premise like with the whole like you know and that's not your mother and here's this <laughs> you know but you have Bob Saget narrating you have like v- consistent characters you 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 have setups like the blue French horn like what a consistent show for for the pilot like there's not much that was it changed really was. Or- they. Uh, or like that or like, sometimes of there's a character the in the pilot that's not in the future or like a character that wasn't in they're like ah, eh, we just need like uh we just need another character so we'll add one you know whatever or it's like even like it's always sunny it doesn't add danny devito until like the end of season, yeah start of season two so it's like there's not even that like you know start of season two uh like they'll introduce new like and they weren't afraid characters. to keep
1: girlfriends for ted like he had yeah. uh, each season he like had a consistent Sarah girlfriend. Chalk was Sarah there for Chalk, a while uh, the um, girl who played the first the, the cake designer think,
0: yeah girl I'm thinking on her um, name
1: now and I feel bad <laughs> yeah, I
0: uh know. but
1: yeah like uh, Britney had...
0: Spears for a bit yeah Britney
1: Spears was in it for several episodes and then she came back uh for more episodes
0: with her and Barney <laughs> It was great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, just, yeah, the consistency in that show. Uh, and you're right. Just, it, it's a great pilot. Um, it perfectly sets up what the show is going to be. So, great. Honorable mention for me. Uh, for number three, I have This Is Us. No, that's a... Okay.
1: I've never seen that show.
0: Um. So, This Is Us is created by Dan Fogelman, um, who wrote, wrote Crazy Stupid Love. And that's, like, one of the best movies of all time. I love that movie. To me. And so the, the episode plays out very similar to the movie in that you have a bunch of stories that are by themselves charming and delightful and wonderful. And and all of a sudden, some of the stories start to connect um, about halfway through the movie uh, or halfway through the pilot. And then it gets to the point where the last like five minutes is a couple revelations. So, like, it's no secret. So, like, the show is about a family. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's like depressing modern family. I don't I don't I don't know enough about modern family. To know. Uh, that's it's,
1: exactly what modern family does. It's like three separate storylines that eventually converge
0: and you find out, "Oh, these people are all one big family." Oh, yeah, I have never seen the pilot. Uh it's <coughs> if modern family was a soap opera. Um yeah. so so the you're introduced to there's Jack and Kate, um which is Milo Ventimiglia and um uh, Mandy Moore. And then, and then you're introduced to Kate who's the overweight girl and then you're introduced to kevin who's an actor and then you're introduced to randall who's sterling k brown and they're all dealing with their own things and by the way sterling k brown giving an emmy level performance in this episode uh and then uh you get uh, you get revelations that you realize that kate and kevin are twins um uh, or at least brother and sister and then you and then it is revealed in the last five minutes that also randall is their brother which because he's black, like you don't assume. Oh, okay. Um, but but then you but then you find out it's he's he's adopted and then they go and explain it more like in future episodes. Uh and then the Milo Ventimiglia and Mandy Moore are their parents. But like it is it is set up as a here are four stories of four people that have the same birthday and that's their connective tissue. But it's because they're twins mm-hmm. and then Randall was also born on the same day and they adopted him and they happen to share a birthday with the dad. So it's like it's it's just like the picnic scene in Crazy Stupid Love, where everything comes together. Except, imagine that's a somber moment as opposed to the funniest thing you've ever seen in your okay. life. Okay, interesting. So, um, really remarkable pilot. Really well done. <laughs> the show was very well done for a while, and then it just started sucking. Anyway, This Is Us is an excellent <laughs> pilot. It's cool. one of those that like the whole first season. is just one of those where like I had heard great things about the show, like right as season one wrapped. And then I just started watching and it was one of those, like, I couldn't stop watching and I just laid on my couch with a blanket and cried for like 24 straight hours. Yeah,
1: and that's so. why I never watched it because that's pretty much what everyone said. Like, it's so sad. You'll cry so hard. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. At least the first
0: season or two. But yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you got for number three?
1: My number three Scrubs. Yeah. Honorable mention for me. This is the one I'm impressed. I really thought that that would be on your list. I guess I was wrong earlier when I said we'd share a whole bunch. Um, scrubs is one of my favorite shows also of all time. It, I, I mean, it, I don't have to tell you it's perfect. Dr. Cox is perfect. Mm -hmm. The fact that Mm -hmm. they sell him in the beginning as he's the jerk and not the hero, but then he's totally the hero Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got one of my favorite lines, which I quote to this day, whenever someone mentions Tylenol, it's regular strength Tylenol. Here's what you do. You take a handful, throw it at her mouth, whatever sticks, that's the correct dosage. (laughs) I literally said it like three days ago because it's one of the funniest lines of all time. And it's in the pilot episode, the whole penny-in-the-door thing with the janitor. Yeah. The fact that the janitor was meant to be a one-episode, one, maybe one-season character and never return, and he's just such a great character that they kept him going. Mm-hmm. The Carla and Elliot's little feud, the fact that they have such great chemistry together, even though they're, like, at each other's throats for most of that first season, that first episode really just solidifies their, their whole arc. Just... The fact that they're able to be at odds and then eventually kind of make peace. And I, I just every character in it. And then Turk, it just he's so funny. Uh, Donald Faison, it just cracks me up every time he's on screen. So like that whole cast is just brilliant together. And that mm-hmm. pilot just proves it. Like uh, there's no doubt in my mind after seeing that that they would last for as many seasons as they did
0: yeah so um actually it's funny if you've listened to the fake doctors real friends podcast or at least the very first episode they talked about how like scrubs was the hot commodity for the year like during pilot season everybody was trying to get their hands on the show because Mm -hmm. because everybody could see it's a remarkable pilot and the cast froze really well together the reason i didn't put this on here is because um i couldn't really remember the pilot and i just rewatched the show and i'm like i i think like i'm i remember some things about it but like it's it doesn't it it does a great job at setting up things but it doesn't necessarily do the best the things that scrubs does best in that episode um like i i think like some of the things that scrub really became known for like i think there's a lot of narration in that episode and they tone it down a little bit after Mm -hmm. the first one there is uh and they and they don't start adding sound effects until like halfway through season one, like where like if JD slips, no, like they, they had start sound adding...
1: effects. They actually stopped doing sound oh, effects no, about halfway that. through because it just didn't work. It didn't play as well. They they used them less. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, but there was like it was that's that's what it was. It was there was way too many sound effects. He said so... the
1: one sound effect they always kept was Todd's uh, high five.
0: Yep. Uh, well, but even like anytime JD would slip, they'd you know, throw in a quick like whoop or yep, whatever, they but would. like. Either way, it it was it was obnoxious in the pilot, um, and and there was so much narration, but also like the show didn't like the to me the reason why Scrub stands out as the greatest of all time is is the heart that the show had, and I think it was episode three where you first got it, um, so uh, because that was the episode where it's it's introduced and and they say like one out of every three, every patients, three patients dies dies yeah. in the hospital and and then they set up three patients mm-hmm. and, and you're just like all right so so which one knows uh, it, it was two out of every one out of every three patients dies or two out of every three dies
1: no it was one one ever one out of every three patients that okay. Those di- will, will one... die in the right. hospital will come into the hospital and never leave and
0: they set it up with three they set it up to where like one of them is gonna die but and all three, all three, of, three them of, of them by die the end. yeah yeah and it's just you're just like oh the show is going there so to me like that's an excellent representation of what the show is going to be for the rest of the time now again it does a perfect job setting up characters it's perfect casting they're not like missing a character that all of a sudden appears in episode two and they're not just not a character that just goes away um you can tell the sense of humor is going to be throughout the whole show like excellent pick super high honorable mentions for me but there's just a little bit of consistency change um that just makes it a little jarring for me so that's my only tiny thing. <laughs> Still great, but show. but like, we like we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about excellent pilots. Yes, you know? we are. And and Scrubs is an excellent pilot. Uh, number two, I have lost. Uh, that is. <laughs> Oops.
1: Um, I have two number twos on my list. It was oh, my number two. I actually uh, bumped it off to honorable mention. Okay,
0: um, fine. Yeah. I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier because it seems to be pretty consensus from every website that you check that Lost has the best pilot of all yeah, time. And it honestly, does. it's, it's one of a the great best. it's a great argument, especially if you only consider part one, as Nick and I were talking about before we recorded part two drops off a little bit. But honestly, the pilot part one is remarkable and it's one of those things when i was watching i watched the, pi- the pilot live and i was like this show is incredible and then i watched like episode two or three live on tv and my brother continued watching but i didn't because i immediately <laughs> lost interest and so i picked it up he had the dvds i watched that pilot I'm Like this pilot is so damn good the pilot is so and then fun. i watched the next and then two or three episodes and i'm completely lost interest that uh, score
1: on its own is yeah. just Oh my God, it's creepy in all the right places. And then they don't introduce it right away. But then I think it's episode three. That's when they introduce the soft piano uh, tone that they do. It's one of my favorite things of all time. If if that song had been in the pilot, I would have had this one at number one on my list. But there was, like you said, the second part of the pilot was uh, pilot part two is just not as good. It's a Charlie episode, but then it also kind of breaks their own, method because then the beginning is charlie backstory and then the end is kate backstory whereas pilot part one was all jack and then uh they just they they end part two on a huge cliffhanger um i mean definitely it ends great because that's where charlie goes guys where are we and then just boom lost but uh, but yeah, I, it was almost on my list. But uh, after having rewatched both parts, I was like, I need to take it off. And then I forgot to actually take it off my list. <laughs> I have two number two. I'm
0: so curious what number two and number one are. All right, what's your number two? My number two is Fleabag. I okay. I watched this episode the other day on a
1: whim because I remember I, when the show first came out, when the second season came out, I binged like the entire show and. I really enjoyed the show from start to finish. It's just so funny. It's so well-written. It's so smart. Um, but I hadn't seen that that first episode. So I was like, oh, you know what? I hear that one's good. It was on one of the lists of best pilots. And I'm like, let, let's let do it. It Maybe it's just because uh, with all of the fourth wall breaks and She-Hulk, Fleabag nails the fourth wall break. Like, just so perfectly. The very beginning of the show starts out with her talking to you and she will then look at the person she's in the scene with continue the conversation he'll keep talking and then she'll look at us and she'll talk to us while he's talking and it's just so funny the way she does it and then they introduce a bunch of the characters they they give you pretty much everything you need to know um for her life and moving forward her sister her dad her best friend you find out about all of them but just enough to keep you invested and want to see more and then at the end of the episode it just hits you with a train of emotion where you're just like oh my gosh so on top of the fact that it's hilarious it also shows that it can do something really uh really more dramatic and special on top of that. And I think that it was like you said, that scrubs might've faltered with, I think Fleabag definitely does give you a a picture of what the entire show to come will be.
0: Nice. Uh, Nick, I, I wrote down what I'm predicting your number one to be. Okay. And so I have it here written down Okay. it's it's on the other side of this paper. Okay. I just wanted to make it because I, I can't think of any other options. Is it your number one too? Uh, I, I, I the one I wrote down is not the one that I have picked for number 1. Oh, really? And it is not even in my honorable mentions. Interesting. Um, okay. So my number 1 is Justified. Oh, I've never seen that show. It's on my list of shame. I really want to though. Justified is an incredible Timothy Olyphant performance for all 6 <laughs> seasons and uh and this is like when Walton Goggins like this is how he got his like became huge in Hollywood is because of this role um as Boyd Crowder. He is so good in this in the show um and uh it, it's just a really excellent episode of Timothy Olyphant plays a US marshal who grew up in Kentucky but hates Kentucky because it's full of a bunch of you know rednecks um and he's a man of the law now and he has history there and like not good history and so he goes to Miami but he winds up you know getting sent back because he, he took Kentucky because he definitely did something he shouldn't have done and uh And so like this, the pilot sets all this up pretty quickly. But then it's like, he's walking around town. It's like, he's a marshal. Now you get introduced to the people that he's going to be with. And, um, uh, and then your main antagonist, the Crowder family, but obviously there's a lot more justified is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's one I need to rewatch. Um, uh, it's, it's a really, really great show with a lot of people that you'll watch and you'll be like, Oh wow. And it's like a lot of people that were like, either were popular and then, um, uh, like are 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 popular now, and they got their start in Justified. Or it's like like Walton Goggins, like was in a lot of things, but he really blew up when he when he went in Justified. Because like he's back in like The born Identity, like you can see him in that movie, but he just blew up after um after Justified. Or like um what's the guy that plays um the dad in the Black Phone, and he plays uh the abusive dad in the Black Phone, and he plays um uh Manson in uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, oh. What's that guy's name?
1: I know I know his face but I don't know his name. I can't remember. I know who you're talking about though.
0: Um Oh shoot, what's his name? What's his name? Um Come on, come on, come on. Cuz he was also in uh, Damon Harriman. I no, nope, didn't think that. Anyway, um there's also No, those these are different people then. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at the justified cast. Okay. Uh, so so as I said, Timothy the Elephant, Walton Goggins, um Jacob Pitts, who has he's a face you would know, I think. Uh Nick Searcy. Um Jeremy Davies, that's who I was thinking of. Oh okay. Uh, uh he doesn't play Manson, but he he is the dad in the black phone and he's in many of other things. Um Kate, a really young Caitlin Deaver is in he's season a lost. two. I again I haven't seen like past season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Terry um,
1: Davies. He was in like one of the later seasons of Lost. Yeah, I know that's where I know him from.
0: Season two has a very young Caitlyn Deaver and she's incredible. Oh really? Um se- season two also has Margot Martindale and this is like right like the season this season was aired right before she got her role in the Americans and she's Emmy <laughs> Award winning for that season. She's incredible. Um lots lots of people like Neil McDonough is the villain in one of the seasons. Um Sam Elliott <laughs> pops up. Like it's but um, Patton Oswald has a very minor role. Anyway, it's um it's a really great show that um has a really remarkable pilot. Um so best pilot of all time is justified. Alright, Nick, that leads us to your number one. All Am right. I correct? You are not, sir. Whoa! No, I guess Firefly. In fact,
1: I think the pilot to Firefly is only okay. Me too. I I like, like it but it, I wouldn't I wouldn't it's not even in my honorable mentions.
0: No, me neither because um no, it's it, to me like I tried showing Firefly to somebody and I was like you just got to get past the pilot. Like it does a good job of world building, but it's not really what the show is. Anyway, I mean, what traditionally, is your Additionally,
1: they said that they put the train job on first because of the fact that the pilot was so slow. Uh but yeah. Um so this one actually was in my honorable mentions and I wasn't even gonna rewatch it because I had just rewatched it recently. But I decided it was the last one I watched. I was like, "All right, I'll put it on. I have time." Uh, and that's Westworld.
0: I okay, honorable mentions. I think for me. Westworld yeah.
1: season one is by far one of the best seasons of television ever. It's and the best
0: single season of TV ever. <laughs> it, it really is.
1: It it's one of my absolute favorites. And rewatching this pilot just confirmed that. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris is so delightfully evil that. Mm-hmm. he on his own hooked me into the show when i first watched it but then re-watching it the first 10 minutes could be its own short film yep the first episode could be its own short film also like yep it's so good anthony hopkins brings this amazing prestige to a television show which at the time i would have never thought between him and ed harris i would have never thought these two would have been in a tv show and mm-hmm. they just elevate the show so high. Well, the stipulation for Anthony Hopkins was, was he one, said, "You you best. have
0: to kill me off at the end of <laughs> yeah. first seasons because I don't want to do more." Which is, but fair. he's like, but I love it, yeah. Which and he is... comes back for like a cameo in season two, I think.
1: And, yeah. But he's so good in it, and they, they use he doesn't he doesn't even appear that much in the first season. He's so mysterious right. as a character. It's he's used so perfectly, but Evan Rachel Wood. Is... Well, and you have
0: Jeffrey Wright, Evan Rachel Wood, um, James James uh, Mars uh, James Marsden.
1: You've got uh, the, the older Hemsworth, um, Luke. yeah, Luke Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth, and then
0: you, and um a oh, freaking um Ben Barnes who went on to Punisher later, and uh freaking O'Poyle from uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, Jimmy, he's not, he's not in the fir- the fir- the pilot. Oh, they're not. Oh, they start off episode two. He's, yeah, That's right. he's
1: in episode two. And, and I mean, if this was a list of best second episodes, he, that would probably yeah. be on my list, too. Because my God, that the, the whole season is fantastic. But the pilot is just so interesting. Um, They just they sprinkle in so much stuff that like rewatching it. For, this is probably the third time i've rewatched the first episode and i'm still picking up stuff um cuz like luke hemsworth makes a comment to bernard about um about losing a kid and goes right over my head at first but then his whole story is how he lost a kid at least and then you find out later on the real one lost a kid too and right. it's just it's these little details there Jonathan Nolan is so great and him and Lisa joy are an amazing team that they, they, the fact that they were managed to craft this whole show and managed to keep it interesting throughout is just mind blowing, but they started it off with such a bang. I, I love Westworld. So
0: I really, one. really wanted to put this on my list, but as I was <laughs> thinking about it, I was like, I know I love the first season, I'm sure it's a 10 out of 10, but it's just the things that I really remember are like season are like episode five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine and 10 are all like things are just like and that's game why changing. it
1: got bumped off my list. At first, it was number five so. on my list. Then I moved it to three. Then I decided, you know what? I'm not even going to watch it. It's a great show, but the best parts of the show come later. And then after rewatching it, I was like, it's number one. I rewatched okay, fair. like thirty shows this past week just to find the best pilots and it I, it just didn't hold a candle to Westworld. They all just kinda of paled in comparison.
0: I I think yeah, if if I would have re- if I would have rewatched it, yeah, maybe I would have go to like four. I have a really hard time believing it would have cracked my top three, but it is certainly deserving of being mentioned. Absolutely. Uh, so honorable mentions, I'm just going to run through the, the ones I have that we haven't mentioned yet. Right, I'm just going to run through them since we've already done it. So um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because it's like the one of these kind of shows that actually like starts well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Sherlock, I think, had a really great pilot episode and then a really bad episode, too. Um, uh, Prison Break had a oh, phenomenal a first season one. and a really good pilot. I think, I think the pilot ended... With like him saying like we're gonna break out of here and they're like how are we gonna do that and he's like I have the blueprints tattooed all over me like and it was like such a great reveal um, yeah that so was a good pilot that was a great pilot excellent season one excellent season two really mediocre second half of the show uh se- season <laughs> series uh Rider strike yeah um, yeah it did uh I also have Fringe has a really I excellent pilot about Fringe yeah oh it, man. It doesn't actually get to what the show really is, yeah. But like, it does such a good job of setting up the Fringe division, you know. Uh, I put the Good Place. I think the Good Place has a great pilot. Yes, it and, does. Uh, and Arrested Development, so all certainly worth a mention. What I, is some of the stuff? I, I wanted I to put Arrested Development on it, but I
1: I actually didn't really care for the pilot that much. I at least when I first saw it, I it was one that I had to watch a few times before I got what the show was, and I love that show, but I. I just that never popped into my head. Um, all these these first five could have been swapped out with any of my number five, uh, my 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 top fives: um, Supernatural, The Mandalorian, Gilmore Girls, uh, The Marvelous Miss Mabel, Miss Maisel, and Bluey, the kids' cartoon. I could have put either <laughs> any of those in my top five. They're all fantastic shows. Uh, Bluey, especially they they just dropped two new episodes, and I. I, 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 the one made me, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It's just the perfect show if you're a parent. My kids are 100% those characters. So, uh, there's a, there's a, A plug for them um i got young justice which was a fantastic Mm -hmm. dc show that replaced uh the original teen titans cartoon um the first episode is like a little mini movie though it's 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 really good it hooked my kids right away because i turned it on and they they all creeped in and eventually they they watched like four more episodes after that (laughs) i was done um legion did you ever see legion on uh, fx
0: i didn't it, it was on my was, queue for a while it was like and an took x-men it,
1: it was like a backdoor x-men show and yeah. it was with so aubrey plaza so bizarre aubrey plaza and dan stevens uh they are just crazy good in it and the show is weird it's so weird it's by noah hawley who is just i want to see everything he does because it's so interesting his how his mind works, the fact that he was able to make this. And then also do Fargo, which also is on my list.
0: Yeah. Fargo's Fargo. Fargo on that that level first level episode level. of
1: Fargo, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton mm. and uh, Bilbo Baggins Jr. is I or wanna, Martin Freeman. That's his name. I wanna I no wanna take this great. as an
0: opportunity real quick though to say though that we talked about this beforehand and we really didn't want to keep like the watchman pilot or the Chernobyl pilot, because like Chernobyl is is part one of a five part, like one story. Like it's, it's hard to call those like dead set mini series pilots. Like, like they are a different, different group. So like we
1: probably greenlit as a full show didn't ever get a pilot. It
0: it didn't, it didn't go with the spirit of the question. So we both decided not to, that also said, um, I, I went over and hung out with a group of guys. I have a small group every Monday and, um, I showed up and they were watching Fargo and I just sat down and watched an episode with them. And it was the episode where like Martin Freeman is reunited with Billy Bob Thornton and it's all the like, he's a dentist now and there's, there's the scene in the elevator. And he's just like, are you sure you want to do this? <clears throat> yeah. Are you really sure you want to do this? And it's this really tense moment. Like, yeah. And then just like, Oh my God. I love that Every
1: show. scene with Billy Bob Thornton is a really tense moment. He's so crazy intense in that show. I love him. Uh, Let's see. What else? I got Batman Beyond, Batman the Animated Series, Futurama, 30 Rock, which surprisingly funny. Although that one falls into your – it doesn't really show what the whole show is, but it yeah. hints at it. Um, The original Game of Thrones – X-Men Evolution, The Mandalorian, and A Cheat. Um, the season two finale of Star Trek Discovery, uh, to me, is the backdoor pilot for Star Star Trek Strange New Worlds because it, it showcases your three main characters from the show. They're on the bridge of the Enterprise for a lot of that episode. Um, it doesn't have the other characters from Strange New Worlds, but it's like a two-hour battle where the enterprise is involved with the main character. So I'm counting it, even though it doesn't technically count, but it, it's, it's an honorable mention, yeah, it's fine. honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable. mention. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to um, get in, like, yeah, that's a great episode to watch.
0: I thought about Batman, the animated series, but because like the first version, first on all the discs you buy is Christmas with the Joker. Um, but it's not but the pilot, the, but the pilot is the cat in the claw. Yep.
1: And that's a good episode. A, I really enjoyed it. It's a good it. episode. It's a two part, though.
0: So that's... if, if Heart of Ice, which was episode three, was the pilot, oh, best yeah. pilot of all time. I agree. Uh, or Christmas with the Joker would have been like easily number three. Um, anyway, and but, but Batman Beyond is a great choice. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Batman Beyond. we watched that a
1: couple months ago. I didn't rewatch it re- just this week, but it's, no, it's essentially great. that movie. It's it's, a, it's a, like a mini movie. It's like a three part movie yeah. where you get they all released the characters. It as a movie too, yeah, so, it, yeah, it's excellent. It's just excellent.
0: Well, um, that'll take us just to the spinoff. Um, uh, so something you want to quickly recommend or warn, I'm just going to give a quick, pl- quick plug for Halloween ends. Cause that's the only real thing I've seen in the past week. Um, uh, and, uh, I liked it. It has its problems, uh, but I still really liked it. And I just briefly mentioned it because if you're curious to hear why I liked it, uh, me and Foster did a mini pod. So head on over. We should be already in your podcast feed. Um, Check that out. That's it. Nick, what you got?
1: Um, One TV show that I didn't mention that
0: I haven't finished yet,
1: but I'm enjoying is uh, Welcome to Wrexham on uh, FX mm. and Hulu. This is my cue. If you like Ted Lasso, I think this is good companion viewing because it's all about soccer, about this team that Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny and Ryan Reynolds bought together um, in Wales. And it's this like lowest tier of the league kind of team and their hope is to build the team up. But they also are doing this because they have this real joy for the town that owns the team. So I guess the originally uh, the original owner of the team ended up like being a scumbag and the town itself kind of took control of the team uh ownership wise but couldn't really do much with it so they i guess they put it up for sale in in some way shape or form they had bidders and uh rob mcelini who grew up in philadelphia huge eagles fan uh really really connects with the sport and the community around the sport um he wanted to do that for someone else essentially he got in touch with ryan reynolds who they had never met before and the show kind of goes all through this And they bought this team together. And so now the the documentary is kind of showing what it's like for them on their end, who they actually don't even appear too much in it. It really is focusing on the people in this community, the team players, the new coach, like everybody who's involved with the team. And each episode kind of focuses on either like a different player, a different aspect of something going on, like their first game or the first time Ryan and Rob go out to see a game live, or like there's there was a fight amongst fans and they focus one episode on like what happens when fights break out and like what it does to the community. And it's really just an interesting watch. And it's one of those heartfelt things where you you, like, I'm starting to be like a fan of this team. Like, even though I don't like soccer at all, like or, or football, <laughs> I'm starting to want to call it football, and uh, that I think that's a mark of how good the show is because you really it really sucks you in and you want to watch it and, and you really root for this team.
0: Yeah, I, it's on my queue. I want to check it out. I just you know haven't yet, like many things. Well, that's a wrap. Quick reminder: you can follow Nick on uh, Twitter letterbox at jagged2319, uh, and uh, remember I will have those in the episode description. <laughs> Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, Whitecastle And quick reminder, the Sifpop Pop Writers Room is part of the Studio DNA Network where you can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, maybe send us a question to explore during the B-plot, then email at writersroomatsifpop.com or uh, DM Sif Pop Twitter. And uh, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening there, Nick did. Be cool like Nick. Go do it. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, Night of the Living Dead um, f- as part of our goats collection uh obviously robert's joining as well as jake and the next month i'm catching up on tv with alice so three and a half hour episode i think uh <laughs> I'm should hungry. be fun no it, it's it's good i'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too i gotta get up early uh, No, i i don't uh <laughs> anyway thanks nick it's been a good time I, you know i don't regret the 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 lengthy episode i don't regret these know, are anything, fun so. i
1: appreciate you having me
0: for sure. Uh, we'll come back next week to hear, uh, to hear us talk about Night of the Living Dead.